0: I want to let people also know that we do have a P.O. Box. You can mail us stuff. P.O. Box 82306, Columbus, Ohio, 43202. We got a letter from uh, at the new Thoreau on on Twitter. All the way from the Virgin Islands, Brian. I am a Chad, though, so I couldn't read that letter. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He thought that you might be nervous about the nature of the island. But well, I don't love right. sex
1: talk on my show. But right. But, you know.
0: So, uh, the LA live show is out. If you want to see that, our live show from LA, The Virgil. We did it earlier in January. You can go watch that over on our Patreon page. Virgil. We got... The- <laughs> <laughs> some live shows on the way we're going to be in philadelphia pennsylvania on april 3rd we're going to be in new york city on april 6th and april 7th april 7th we're going to be guests on a wrestlemania watch show so that'll be with the wrestlesplania gals uh cath and rachel
1: pretty badass yeah i'd say it's the first time brett and i are ever allowed to talk about wrestling on stage so that'll be fun right right it'll be nice And uh, we can let it.
0: Yeah, always a dream of ours. Exactly.
1: Me, we're mostly, but we're gonna get to talk about wrestling.
0: Hustlers Handbook Zine is record is. uh, I'm sorry, ordered. It's on the way, so that will be coming soon to your digital zine inbox. Um, We're catching up on those and gonna be getting everything ready to go. The travel zine is up next. I've already got some artwork in. Um, Sex zine. I'm getting some artwork in, so we're ready to
1: go. Uh, Can can uh, we real quick real quick cuz you're still on the tour stuff yeah if you are a person in boston that knows anybody we're having trouble booking the show we want to come there really bad but uh the venues aren't aren't uh respo- the the venues aren't calling us back they're they're not responding back and the one i found had a a show there so help us out with a boston thing oh. and
0: also if you are going to be uh, If you're in Las Vegas, we are going to be doing a live show there at the end of May. We don't have a venue yet for that, but somewhere around the May 24th area, we're going to be in Las Vegas. And then (laughs) leading up to that, we're hoping to hit Phoenix, Denver, and Albuquerque. Albuquerque. So those are coming up in May. Um, We are moving along with all the touring stuff, and Katie is now doing a lot of the booking, so she can focus on getting us way ahead, which is where we need to be, and me not so frantic so things are looking good
1: hey uh i am not rocking in the sex scene. i am out on the sex zine <clears throat> so that's just you don't the one You're
0: just letting everybody know right now. Don't yeah, just letting everybody in. know.
1: Don't get the sex scene thinking you're going to see some Brian writing. The deal was we could do one, but I wasn't going to do anything for it. We <laughs>
0: do have uh, Girls Chat's going to write something for us, right?
1: We are coming to Maine. Yes, Girls Chat are writing for us. Somebody said Boston sucks. Come to Maine instead. We're going to Portland, Maine. I promise. We're going to go to Portland. That book Maine. is actually booked. That show is actually booked. I don't know the date right now off the top of my head, but there'll be a poster out soon. So there you go.
0: Right. <laughs> And I think that's everything.
1: All right. It's a lot. I'm back, folks.
0: Brian is here. No, thank you, Josh, for uh, stepping in last week. I needed Um, a
1: week off for everybody. I took a whole week off. Um, Don't worry. I already did one podcast today already. Good. Connor Southard's podcast about sci-fi. I wish I knew what it was, but I just totally forgot. Okay. But uh, I did. My voice sounds weird. Does Jason, can you hear it in the monitoring? They said my voice sounds weird. It might just be my voice, though.
0: Your voice—you do sound a little weird.
1: Uh, My—I do sound a little weird. Maybe not. I think it might just be my ear. Hold on. Give me two and a half my seconds. My ear's probably broke. Um. Well, is that normal?
0: I'm thinking. You know, you could probably—you probably be beneficial if you backed off your mic a little bit. Actually, is that good. Is this good? Because you were
1: cutting it out last week. Like last week, I wasn't weeks here. Ago. Two I haven't weeks been ago. here in one week. I took a whole entire week off and then two podcasts today. Wow. So That's I'm That's incredible. Back, baby. And I'm doing one Tuesday and Wednesday, too. Uh, I'm going to be talking to a cam girl.
0: I'm going to do a special 45. See, my time is worth more than an average person. So 45 minutes is actually an... of Brett Payne time is actually one hour of regular podcasting time. So, that's why my podcasts, my third shows tend to be around that.
1: I am uh, talkative, and I love conversation, and I figure if I'm going to set... Brett, here's the thing about Brett. He just has to come downstairs and sit down and do a podcast. I have to do, like, a whole setup and cleanup when I'm done. Yeah, so, that's yes, An hour, hour 15 is what you're going to get, because I'm not going to set up for 45 minutes, but... You know, usually the brace shows are about an hour because we both punch ourselves out just fucking and yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be really uh, this tour is gonna be great. I think it's gonna be cold. Uh, I have friends up in the northeast that I've spoken to that said, you know, it might be lucky if it's fifty degrees. I'm fine with that. If I am too. It's better if than over
0: ass. thirty is fine. Once it's in the twenties, it's in like then you get to teens. We've been out of teens for a couple of weeks now, but um. I was really trying not to crack up looking at the snow today, you know? Yeah. Just my wife was sitting there and I'm like, we wanted to get so, we wanted to do something today and we actually dragged our asses out there and it was crazy how miserable it was because with the kid, my wife's like, we can go walk over to this place to go get lunch. It's only a four minute walk. But with Charlotte, it's a fucking 12 minute walk.
1: Yeah, it does suck. She wants
0: to play on shit.
1: She wants to get lost in the leaves. She, her legs are little as hell had a whole conversation about this last night about you know distance from your house to the school not your particular house right, right. but if you have a kid you know it did, I'm not uh, it's it came off like I was yelling at this person but I really wasn't she actually listens to the show I wasn't yelling and I wasn't trying to be mean but uh I feel like we should uh I feel like we should um walk to school if it's under a half mile because Oh, for sure. It is. I would say one mile. I agree. Because it just feels I would say... it feels like a, a travesty that people start a car to drive to the end of the street. Oh, and yeah. I see it. I see it happen in my neighborhood. And starting a car, We. I hate to sound like Louis C.K. and say like starting a car is a miracle and stuff like that. But let's try to start them less. You know, I hear so many people, whenever I talk about, you know, some new road sign or some new road thing that I want to happen, they're like, well, what we ought to do is ban cars. And I'm like, well, you need to tell that to the people that are driving fucking a half a mile to the grocery store or something like that to pick up one thing and then get home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that, dude. I ain't driving anywhere. I drive nowhere that's within two blocks of my house. That's for damn sure. And you're right, a mile's fine. But, you know, these kids are so little and their legs suck. And Mm. walking them to school a half mile probably isn't easy. And they whine. And they hate cold. And everything.
0: I I usually just, Charlotte rides home on my
1: shoulders usually. I'm like a chariot for her. Yeah, I agree. I I just, uh, oh my god. Now we're getting, play Providence instead of Boston. That See, here's the thing, folks when you I'm going to tell you this there there's a the thing with like touring when you're a touring act from the middle of the country you play big cities there are big cities around the country that are must plays we've done a lot of them right Brett we've done Los Angeles we've yep. done San Francisco we've done Seattle we've done New York a bunch of times Chicago a bunch of times those those are cities that you just have to go to you can't like skip them because some people don't like them and boston to us is actually a big deal like because people keep telling me don't go to boston it sucks and i'm like well but for me and brett boston's a fucking big deal that's a big city i'm gonna,
0: to I'm gonna get cheap tri-corner hats and hand them out this christmas <laughs> i'm like no these are handmade like in boston <laughs>
1: But for, it's just for me and Brett, it's like, uh, for me and Brett, it's just, uh, some of these cities that people tell us not, I mean, people have told us not to do New York. Oh, why are you doing New York? And it's like, well, because it's a big fucking deal to perform in New York and it's a big deal to perform in Boston. And a lot of people don't want you, Boston is the city that I've got the most. Don't go to Boston. And it's like, I feel bad for the people that are in Boston because we also get email. Cause I once said, uh, well, I talked to somebody from Boston and they said, just do New York and Boston people will come there. <laughs> and then this Boston person got furious at me. Like, you guys need to come to Boston. So right. we're going. Yeah. Plus a tour, a tour of New York, Philly, Boston, and Providence probably isn't going to make, or New York, Philly, Portland, Maine, and Providence might not make in, any sense financially. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Boston makes more sense, but I promise we'll get to Providence someday. I have somebody else yelling at me to go to Providence.
0: Yeah. Um, you did bring, you brought some uh, good candy this time too for the call. And we got a uh, gummy check, nerd,
1: big, chewy, sour jelly beans. They're They're good. I mean, here's my review. I've been eating them like crazy. It's like a jelly bean with a bumpy
0: nerd skin, and they are like real sour. Not like fake Sour Patch kids sour. Like the stuff that if you eat too much of it, it will like turn the inside of your lips raw. Like the inside of your mouth gets all fucking painful. Yeah. It's the good kind
1: of sour. Woo! I love them, though. They're tasty. Yeah, they wake you up. Tasty boys. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to... uh, yeah, Vegas, uh, I guess Punk Rock Bowling is that weekend. What does that mean? I think it's a festival where... uh oh. Brace actually described it as a rock music festival for people who wear shorts. Okay. <laughs> so, I think that perfectly encapsulates probably what it is. That makes sense. I can wear shorts. I can yeah. do that. We went to... I went to the Arnold uh. Classic this weekend. Arnold Schwarzenegger's... Uh, Fitness festival in Columbus, Ohio, every year. Uh huh. That was cool. There was a bunch of hunks there, and it smells it like a- enormous farts everywhere? everywhere you go. Really? Mm-hmm. Everybody's just farting out protein? I don't know what it is. They're about just the drinking like there.
0: 40 gram protein shakes. Just cracking You know, them people open, are drinking like shit six, out six out of? packs. You know, what people what? are drinking
1: shit out? Of? Bang. Really? Just double fist and bang. Pre workout. Yeah.
0: Just bang I'm everywhere. Get to fucking
1: get ripped. I think they were handing bang out for free inside the convention. Yeah. And people were just chugging those. You have all
0: those couch potatoes loading up on creatine
1: and guarana and shit. I think, and that's what bang is going to end up being, right? It's going to be one of those, uh, it's going to be one of those things that's for working out, but right. It's really for people that are roofing. Yeah.
2: (laughs) so right.
1: people that work at an office that get a two p.m. crash are gonna drink. <laughs> right, people that
0: are working seventy hours a week at an office. Yeah, <laughs> or like a lazy stay-at-home parent that just is addicted to bang.
1: Caffeine. It's a lot of fucking. Ca- I think it's double the caffeine of regular. Yeah, you ass were saying coffee. it
0: was like three hundred milligrams or something, fucking outrageous. Yeah, plus is...
1: creatine, plus amino acids and B vitamins. Oh God. Yeah. No sugar though. Oh great, it's good yeah.
0: for you then. Yeah, that was wise of
1: them to do the no sugar.
0: Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it's just medicine. Yeah, yeah. People will be like, "Oh, it's not gonna fuck with me.
1: I'm no. not gonna fuck with my diabetes or anything like no, that." No,
0: it's not gonna. It's not gonna get make me feel bloated.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. Bang made a big splash in Columbus this weekend. Uh. Red and black rules in the chat said, "I can't wait to start seeing everyone in the kitchen I work at drinking bang." Yeah, I'm telling you, it's coming. It's happening. I've As seen it bar- too in Columbus. I went to a gas station yesterday that had its own special Bang freezer, and then it, it, refrigerator, and then in the regular refrigerator section, they had three rows of Bang. What? It's like they exclusively almost. That's the yeah. energy drink now. Yeah, they, bang is here to stay, baby. I'm sure it's what kids want. What kids crave. Oh, that'll be very cool. That will be when kids are when kids are just taking Bang to school, and we have to yeah. watch like local news coverage of some. Fucking kid having a heart attack. Like, I Instagram to Instagram
0: Live drinking three bangs in a row. Yeah.
1: I can't feel my legs. I actually listened to the podcast about monster energy drink. Oh, really? Versus Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. And how shit was just going. There was like this Wild West time of these energy drinks where it was just they were just making them like crazy. And yeah. one girl drank a Red <clears throat> Bull and had a fucking heart attack. And then the motherfucking Red Bull people had to go right. in front of Congress and, and stuff like that. And it became like a really serious thing at that point. And they toned tone down the formula? Yeah. I don't know if they ever toned down the formula. I think they just were like more straightforward about this stuff is fucking wild. Yeah. Because you know? right. people just were treating it like it wasn't wild. Like, No, I could-
0: remember my mom used to buy like six packs. My mom had like a 24 case of it. You know, like the four packs, she would get six of the four packs. Yeah. When it first came out,
1: yeah, yeah, because it's like when it first came out, I remember being like, "What's it's Red like, Bull?" It's me. Mir- it's this miracle drink. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying, "What's Red Bull?" And just people be like, "Red Bull? Oh, it ain't shit, man. I drink like four of them in the morning." And it's like, "Well, probably don't, right?" You know? <laughs> Not a good idea. Yeah, Bang's gonna be an Bang's gonna be one of those YouTube phenomenons yeah. where some idiot drinks six Bangs in like four minutes, like Shownees. We'll yeah. drink like six bangs in four minutes, and then fucking have a heart attack and die. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I have something that's sweeping the nation. I wanted to know about from you real quick. Uh, has Momo come into your world at all? Yeah. Really. Actually, as a joke though. Oh, but no real. Mo- I got an actual Momo scare. I got a real like concerned parent <clears throat> said something to me about it.
1: I just came into my daughter's room when she had her friends staying tonight, and I was like, hey, can y'all uh, not kill yourself doing Momo?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they Please. got a good laugh out of it, you know? That's good. That's smart. But she did say she's run into Momo online. It's just nothing to... She's like, it's like not something I'm interested in. She said she actually saw
0: it? Yeah, can seen it. Mm, I don't know. That's specious. I can't find any
1: actual evidence of it. Really, you looked for it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't look for it. She said she's seen stuff and gotten messages on her social media about Momo, and that she has a friend at school that's like really into Momo.
0: It's so weird to me because it says like so much about like what if a, a YouTube video could never make my kid
1: commit suicide? No, that's what I, I, I don't see it happening at all. That's the thing with the stranger danger type stuff. is like I talked to my I talked to my kid and was like very early on. And I was like, you know, don't meet up with people from online unless you know for sure who they are. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to you fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know? I'm
1: not trying to meet up
0: with strangers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very weird though, that people think that like, a, a, like their kid can get hypnotized by a video by yeah. saying, and that thing too is like, not even ask like that thing. It looks so normal to kids these days. Like Vampirina is one of the most popular fucking characters. that's out right now. Uh the monsters house, whatever, the uh whatever whatever their bullshit show is, uh the Adam Sandler one.
1: Yeah. I mean Momo's kind of scary looking to me. Yeah. As Hotel Transylvania. It's not a cartoon. Yeah. You know, it doesn't look like a it looks, cartoon, it, it looks, looks kind of like freaky
0: deaky. It looks like spirited away. It looks like anime shit.
1: Yeah. I think that's what yeah, I think somebody said it's some Japanese phenomenon yeah. thing that but you know. Parents are afraid. Of, remember when that show, 13 Things I Hate About You, or that 13 Things or 13 13 Reasons, reasons why, why came out? Yeah. All the kids in my daughter's school districts, so their parents were like, you can't watch that. You'll commit suicide. And like, it's the ring video or Right, something. right. Just takes hold. And I, like, finally asked my daughter, like, what is this thing? They're freaking out. I got a fucking email from the school about right, it. Right, right. And she was like, I watched it. It wasn't that good. It was like a drama <laughs> TV a show. show. I'm not yeah. into it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like they Parents will freak out about anything as long as you say it. I just posted today, I think from Nextdoor, from downtown Columbus, uh-huh. there was a manager at some bar that said some woman is going around to the bar selling roses with fentanyl powder on them. It's like, cool, that, was that was you n- that posted that? Yeah. I didn't post it on Nextdoor. Oh, oh. I clipped it out of Nextdoor. Right, but you, oh, wow. I posted it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. I, it came in my email, and I saw it. And I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding Who's me? Who's doing like, you that? You would believe that? Why? Wow, that's would that's such a waste of money. Yeah, it's also you like can like make, make so much it.
0: fucking money
1: off of fentanyl. If, if you told people we had fentanyl flowers, you could make a ton of money. Yeah, and the type of people that are freaked out by it." would just believe anything like, yeah, it's not even like who would do it. Like logically, if you start thinking about who would do it logically with the money and stuff like that, but it's just like, what kind of a person, how many people do you think on this planet exist that would walk around and dose people with fentanyl to kill them? Nobody, (laughs) nobody, (laughs) but it it, it doesn't, I I don't get why I don't, I don't get how that comes up. She said that all the bar managers in the short North, are saying that that is what's happening. I'm like, it, I just don't think that's what's happening, dude.
0: Is it just from that feeling of feeling like you're better than some sicko that would
1: do that? Yeah, I have no you just idea. You make up a person that you're better than? Yeah. I mean, that's another thing that I saw recently that was like... Uh, that That I saw recently that was like about the Arnold Classic comes in town. And they said, kidnapping spike while the Arnold Classic's in town for human trafficking or right, whatever. Right, And like... I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but man, I don't know. Like, it seems like if like people are just getting ripped away, if kids are getting ripped away from their families in record numbers, they'd probably cancel the thing. I'm not like a hundred percent like saying it's not happening because a reputable person or not a reputable person, some person I don't know tweeted something. And then a person that I follow retweeted it saying that. And I was like, ah, man, that's. I don't know. I don't know if there's like kidnapper After gangs running Columbus, Ohio during the Arnold Classic. Like, right. why are we freaking every... Well, I know why we freak everybody out all the time. But people... I don't know why people just freak out constantly. The shit that is really scary, they don't even fucking think about. They just think it's a normal fucking part of life. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. They really love to cook up some some scenarios to freak themselves out, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the things that really happen, like a guy walking into a building, a, like a white supremacist walking into a building and firing a bunch of shots right. and killing people, they don't fucking sit around and think about that all the time. Right, right. You know? They think they should have the freedom to have the gun. Right, right. You know? But then they're, like, freaked out because they think some fucking gang is putting fentanyl in the bullets to make them deadlier. Or right, something. right, 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 <laughs> like, right. Like, I don't, I, I don't get why you would like freak yourself out about things like that yeah yeah well uh did you get that phone number i sent you no for that first call facebook it's in facebook get that facebook and uh like i said i (laughs) tie zach in the chat said tide Pods covered in fentanyl yeah right and that's the new hotness (laughs) just tide pods covered in fentanyl and like i like i said that's what yeeting is I don't know if kidnappings go up this week or if people disappear more this week, but I just, I I don't think so. I don't think you would have an event year after year after year where, the, where there's record numbers of kidnappings. And also, record numbers of kidnappings is like, what, two in one day? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You ready to get this call on? Yeah, let's do this. All right, let's see
0: here. Thank you for calling Street Fire yeah. Radio. I hope you can hear us. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Oh, it doesn't feel like he can hear us. Hello? Hello? Us. How's well, howdy. There's no sound coming from that phone. Is it like uh, there's just no sound coming from Hello. it? Yeah. And they said they can't hear us. So we might not be here. Yeah, he's not talking at all. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I can just hear you guys. Hey, what's up? Why is it on the phone? Try to try to replug that fucker in. Hold on one second, okay? We're gonna have this up. It just need the phone. Probably needs to be plugged in. Hey, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello? Fuck.
4: Yeah, can you hear me? Frick. Oh, come I can hear you. I can't
1: hear anybody. Oh, you can't hear him. Can hear you. Yeah.
0: You can hear. Brett can hear him. Uh, for a minute I
1: did, but now I can't. Shit! Yeah, Hold I on. can hear both you guys. Ah, we're here. I got them, Brett. I can hear. All right, what's up? How's it going?
4: Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: We're doing great now that it's working. Uh, so you dm me a couple <laughs> weeks ago because we were, uh, yeah. And I took a couple weeks off, so we weren't able to get it done right away. And uh you used to work for Amazon. Why don't you tell people what you did where when you worked at Amazon?
4: Yeah, so um, I was a video producer in a small org up here at corporate in uh, Seattle.
1: Okay, and uh, what what kind of stuff? So you made video? Did you make videos for the company to advertise yeah. or internal videos?
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and, so you know our team did both, but uh, I was specifically uh, always external audience facing, so um, ad work. Uh, there's a, a if you really like Christmas music, and no one should, uh, there's an Amazon original that I also produced this up, uh, but again, I don't, I don't suggest you intake that unless you really like Christmas music. Um, I love it. I so do love it. it. That's the kind of stuff that I did. <laughs> Go ahead. So what's it like
1: working there? What, what's it like working up in the, because uh, you were, I assume, in the corporate office and not one of these people in a fucking... Uh, cage? In a cage or in some weird warehouse peeing in a bucket.
4: Yeah, and that's and that's you know that's a lot of the reason why I wanted to call in and, and chat with you both is because, you know, I'm a I'm a Midwest kid. I grew up in in Michigan. Watched our jobs go away. Um, my dad was a labor leader. Um, I've worked at both Hat World and Lids. Nice. Lid's like to. Uh...
1: <laughs> I buy all my hats at Hit at both. Lids. Um, that's not a pre that's yeah. not a commercial for oh. lids but I buy all my hats for lids but I would never in a million years go in there unless I was planning to buy a hat because. do not ever go in there and look around because it's such a small store and there will be the salesman might as well just jump on your back and ride around the store with you that's true (laughs) it's the worst fucking place in the world yeah that's true they can
0: they can tell what you're looking at
1: (laughs) yeah yeah oh oh you know all of our shirts are buy one get one half off yes every single day of the year always all of your shirts yeah. or buy one all your hats or buy one get one half off. I only need one hat. I wear one, I'm a one hat man.
0: If you're looking for uh, the real tree, uh,
1: those just came in, all of that is a third off this weekend. I actually joined because the guy wouldn't <laughs> shut his mouth. I have a Lids card at nice. my house. I joined the Lids Club. Wow, <laughs> you're in the program. I don't even buy hats The that Man and Many Hats Club. I don't have that many hats. I buy one hat every like eight months and wear it every day until it That's looks like shit. It's cheaper than haircuts. It, well, yes, it is. But it's like you buy a hat every few months and they're like, you know, you're stupid. If you don't join this lids club, and yeah. you're like, I don't know. <laughs> you obviously like lids. You enjoy
5: a nice lid.
4: The immo- you know, you, you've knelt, the you don't, norm, you don't run around exposed or open. On, yeah, they applied so much pressure on, 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 those, on those four kids, myself included, to get oh. those memberships out there. And you're like, but it's free. Yeah, so Wait, why, do you, it- why do I have to get numbers on something I'm giving away? <laughs> and at
0: one point they were offering to like spray your hat for like five bucks. They still do that. No, will they still
1: spray your hat, or they sell you the whole can. No, those motherfucking crazy ass people will straight up like try to sell you that stupid thing you put in a washer that like doesn't. work. Oh yeah, the dish. What about the dishwasher <laughs> yeah. cage? Yeah, they'll try to sell you that every time, and it's like I bought one finally. <laughs> yeah, and I used it, and it just your whole. If you wash your hat in a washer, the whole. The, the uh, bill just gets soft. Yeah. It's like it doesn't. You and, can't do it any other way than a, toothbrush.
0: Yeah. Unless you wipe down your entire washer, it's going to get covered in food grease. Like it's just <laughs> going to get splashed around with
4: food <laughs> grease. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I'm not going to lie. I just straight up uh, worked out a deal where I just sold a lot of people hats, not against inventory for cash because that was a better deal for me because that's that makes how this, this whole thing is supposed to work, right? Anyway, I don't know if that I'm makes myself. sense. No, I'm I can already, understand. Like, exposing the I would have done the same. Done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like one for me, you know, one for them. Yeah, you you were wearing yeah. like three hats at a time when you were working there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um <laughs> You know, it would be smart, uh, though, if you worked there and you sold a hat and then you bought the half off hat for yourself. Like all your hats were half off because, oh, I sold this hat. Now I'll get a half off hat. Like I've been in a Uh, before we get back to Amazon. I will tell you that I've been in a fucking lids where there were three employees working. Yeah, yeah. And that store is like the size (laughs) of a fucking toll booth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's hell. That place is hell. I wish there was a place to fuck any other place in this world to buy hats. So uh what was it like working in the uh so what was it like working in the corporate office? Because we hear so much about what it's like to work in the warehouse, what it's like to work in uh, in in like the, the delivery and how shitty it is. But we know for a fact that look, we know that life is gonna be easier for people in the corporate office. I think we all agree that it might. But it is also more crazy, I guess,
0: yeah, I mean I've read stuff where they had just incredible demands for the amount of hours, and they're the, they have to pledge like allegiance to the company and just constantly be working. Yeah, they ran around like <laughs> culture of brutal punishment from the stuff I've read, yeah, that's
1: what it sounds like,
0: so how was yeah, it for it, you
4: it you know, and I think that yeah, a lot of that depends on you know what kind of team you're on, right, so most of the employees. And you're told in uh, in orientation that you're not supposed to tell the people that live in Seattle how many people work at uh, work at corporate. That's what? when I raised my hand and asked if I still interesting. Could. Uh, Is there a reason and, d- uh, it's you can think? 70,
1: can you think of a reason? Wow.
4: Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Because you know the 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 sad truth here in Seattle, where where rents are you know insane. Seattle Times already you know. Backed up the fact that you need about seventy-one thousand dollars a year if you're a single person to be able to actually just live here, be within Seattle. So I honestly believe Amazon's thought around that is if we don't if we don't actually expose how many people are here making these kinds of income, then that blame can't be put on us. No one's gonna point that back and say, Well, you've got seventy thousand people, you know, making at least seventy-five you K know, a year or higher, and that's the lowest you're gonna come in at, you know and they don't want that out because what size
1: building did you did you work in what size of a building did you work in was it a full building i i didn't see their headquarters i saw the big domes when i was there
4: (laughs) yeah you saw you saw jeff's ball Uh, i love that everybody every
1: single person called it jeff's ball like that this city the people, the cool people in this city, know that all that is is Jeff Bezos laying his balls down in their city.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, three of them too. Like, not he can't even have two balls like the rest of us. He's got to have three.
1: He wants to have more. Yeah.
4: Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, it. The uh, I, I moved around. I was in a building called uh, Nappy First. It was uh, connected to Bigfoot. So you know, they have quippy names. Look at this one. It's named after Bigfoot. Look at this one. It's named after the Loch Ness Monster. Isn't this cool? But at the same time, once you're inside, it's all just still, you know, cubicles with dry erase walls. And, um, you know, it comes down to what team you're on, right? So out of that 70,000, most are developers. And I get they spend a lot of money on developers. They're trying to think that if we pay, you know, 30,000 of these people to do this job, we just need one Alexa or one, you know, we need one thing to hit in order to make right. that all worth it. And I know that those can be grueling. I know that the people who work in sales, they find that also grueling. You know, I worked on a creative team, which is another reason that I like to to share this story is because we can't we can't look to work towards getting people in the warehouse paid what they deserve, treated like humans, and just overall better if they don't see just how opposite it is at the same company you're working for. You know, my check came from the same place their check came from. Why was my life so much different? Why did I not have to get fired because I needed to use a bathroom? You know, I right. I was there two years. I didn't take a vacation, but I still took vacation simply because I didn't let them, like, overutilize me based on those hours that they're paying me on. So I was paid on salary, but I still tracked my own hours. Mind you, a boss never had me clock in. No one tracked. Nobody above me was looking. Right. So I tracked my own and said, you, you pay me for 164 hours this month, but I worked 180, and that means next month you're not going to see me as much. And right. I worked on a team where I at least had the support of a boss and the support of his boss that said, you know what? Mm-mm. Like, you're right. We do owe you time. So go ahead and take vacation. And most people, I think, in that space looked at this and just went, how fucking cool for me is this? But instead of going, how much shittier does this make how we treat other people? And th- there's something not right here. This is a big disconnect. That people yeah. just, you know, they they take what they got for themselves, they tell themselves they earned it however way they earned it, and then they just ride with it. And they don't share that these that these kinds of things, you know, exist. If you're... uh you know, an L4 or higher in the company, you're going to be making 80 grand plus, you know. And and I was huge on salary uh, um, as far as like letting other people know what I made. Because not only does that allow us on the whole team to be paid fairly, but that allows people to see just how unfairly these warehouse workers, drivers, and everyone is paid. You know, it, we, we, we do a good job of shining the light on that. We don't do a good job on shining the light on how, you know, that other half lives and that other half, someone has to be willing to say, no, this is, we, we can't keep doing this.
1: Yeah. I wonder, I, I, it does make me wonder if people in, it, it does make me wonder if people in the, in that building know anything about what's going on in a warehouse for Amazon because i chances are they're probably kind of shield are you're pretty shielded from that kind of stuff
4: yeah you're 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 shielded from the from the standpoint of you know it it keeps you focused on your work and what you're doing you know everyone reads the headlines but that doesn't go come into a meeting you know your bosses don't talk about it no one talks about it um it wasn't until i don't think it became a real wide topic until, like, the New York Times wrote a piece on corporate employees. There was a few that left um, in more of a tech space than I was in. So definitely, you know, way stricter deadlines and, 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 and this kind of thing. But it wasn't until that piece hit that, you know, HR really started this new thing about we really want it to be, you know, uh, employee-focused, and we want everything to be, you know, happy here, but no, no talk. No talk of the of the warehouse workers, and if you brought it up, which I did, you know it. It you're gonna people are gonna constantly be like, yeah, rolling his eyes. Here's Justin again. Why is he talking about this? And you're like, well, why is <laughs> he really? talking about this? There's a yeah. the backbone of something. Without them, you don't have this.
1: Right. It does. It is like kind of like they're all sitting in this office, like honestly, doing. The easiest part of the job. I hate to say that anybody's job is easy. Yeah, no, but I think the hardest part of the job Absolutely. in that company is what those guys, those guys and women in the warehouse are doing: loading trucks, picking and packing, driving around in the shitty cities that they're driving <laughs> around in, dropping things off. I mean, we just recently got those prime trucks in in Columbus, where they're. Just big vans that say Prime on the side of them, and they drop stuff off. I don't even know what the fuck they're for. Oh, and We uh, got people
0: driving around in their rinky-dink vehicles I've throwing that shit too. off at
1: like 8.30 at night. Someone running up to your door real quick, and then you scurrying away, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yep, I've seen that too. I've seen those people driving like a fucking, like a Mazda full of boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, they don't want you, they, you I mean, probably the lowest in, in the contract, they contract their janitorial uh, yeah. work, right? All and it. they contract all their security. Yeah. Oh, so there's yeah. nobody working in that building yeah. that works for Amazon right. that's making a shitty wage that's getting fucked. What was your, were yeah. your hours oh, yeah. pretty, I mean, you said that they, they compensated you for working long hours. Was that kind of the truth across the board or were a lot of people working a lot uh, of hours? No.
4: I, you know, and that's, and that's the thing, right? It all becomes on, you know, whether or not you have a a, 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 boss that advocates for you or that even more so you advocate for yourself. Um, I found a lot of people that when they stood up for themselves, they could push back on that, but a lot of people just kind of take it, you know, they, they yeah. take it based on the, you know, the quote unquote big wage. So they just kind of roll over. Um, you know, but it's, it, it's funny. You talked about the, the contractors, uh, do you guys mind if I do a little bit of a uh, Bottom up kind of how the this whole cast system works and how they tier everything. Is that cool?
1: No, that's great Yeah, yeah, we love to hear that
4: Yeah, so so there's three color badges you can have uh, at Amazon corporate you can have a a yellow you're a vendor So yeah, the security guards had a yellow badge Uh, janitorial staff had a yellow badge Ah, uh, you could be a contractor, so you'd have a green badge, and and then you know you did get to set your own wage, but at the same time there was no benefits involved in that at all. And then there's blue badge, and blue badge is you are a full corporate Amazon, you know, corporate employee. You're an FTE. You are, you're locked in. I came in as a a yellow. So the way that I I do this whole lineup to like let people see what this looks like money wise is by lining it up from how I originally started as Yellow. And when I was a Yellow, that means somebody else other than Amazon cuts my check. Amazon just has something in, in agreement with that company to pay me to do a job. And I did my same exact video producer job as a Yellow. And I got paid, it was like forty-two, forty-two and a half thousand $42,500 a year that this other company was paying me to do a job. Right. Well, Amazon looked at our team. They said that we 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 like this work that you're doing. I don't. We're going to cut out this this vendor, and we're just going to take you. So from that, you know, once that's like going blue. So if you look at blue, blue is tiered numerically, and this is where it gets real creepy, Scientology kind of thing. So your ones and your twos, those are going to be full time employees that work in a warehouse. Your three is going to be the first like tier that you can be at corporate. These are going to be an hourly employee. There's no stock bonuses. There's no signing bonus, none of that. And you're going to be hourly probably somewhere between 25 and $28 an hour. Your four is where it's going to start with now you're, you're a salary or hourly, kind of depending on your role. We're going to pay you more into the 70s. You're going to get a signing bonus of about $24,500, and you're going to get some stock thrown your way. And from there, it just keeps going up. So you okay. got five, six, seven, eight. There is no nine. Someone there hates numerology and is definitely afraid of the number nine. Weird. Uh, Ten <laughs> is like the executive. And then Jeff the only twelve because well he's got three balls. So,
1: he's a twelve like, Jeff he is the at. Jeff is the only yeah. twelve in the company. Fuck twelve. Yeah. That yeah. is he, fucking he does that. weird. He does that for himself. That's like a god that that's is the weirdest weird. God thing I've ever heard. I like I've I that's weird, right? That there's one guy now, That's, a that's, that's boss super That's yeah. That yeah. is that's a that's boss like Rick Flair, Flair shit. It is
4: definitely weird.
1: Yeah, that's fucking um, nuts.
4: So, so I, I got I got two offers. So remember, I'm doing the same job. My my badge is changing color, and I came in at a five. So that means they gave me now. Like I said, I'm going from forty-two and a half thousand dollars. Now I get blue. They hand me the offer. It's ninety-eight thousand dollars a year, twenty-three thousand well, twenty-three thousand four hundred dollars in signing bonus, which is structured how they structure it, and then shares of stock. Now, again, I'm doing the same job, so you're already looking at these badge systems as a cash system, to where you're like, but just because somebody else paid, you know, like paid me and did my check coming through, so now you see the jump. That when you go to blue and this is that ultimate disparity between where our warehouse workers sat, which is grossly underpaid, horribly, like horrible treatment, horrendous conditions to, you know, what, what that looks like. And that's one of the things I like to shine the light on the most is because this is, they could pay everyone like this. They don't though. They build this system, this tiered system, this cash system. That allows them to deem worth based on, you know, an algorithm that, that probably makes no human sense. How because, is it? Again, I, I agreed to do a job for $42,000, that then they over double switched over when I just changed the badge color. Nice.
1: I mean, that's nice for you, though. That's cool. So they just, well, how did well, they? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah you, you say that, I don't work there anymore. But <laughs> So they just, is it kind of just they call you into an office and say you moved up?
4: I mean that that was our whole team you know our whole our boss called them and, and called us all in and said hey our old company that you know we've worked for is yellows they Amazon bought them out they want to absorb our whole team we're going to come in we're going to do this and we're all going blue and then everything worked individually and when I say that I mean they really do pick and choose who they separate out in the system because when when our team moved my boss came in as a five I came in as a five. Everybody else on the team came in as a four, and the only answer I could ever give was you interviewed really well. And it's like, but again, I I already have this job. Like, this is the weirdest shit to me, is that <laughs> I interviewed well. I, all I did was come in and say what I did every day. Like, this is what yeah. I do every day.
5: Yeah, you know? it's...
4: and then later, it wasn't. It wasn't until it was later told to me that's like, well, that was you know, we had to we had to show you know, the team that we were willing to like throw this kind of thing at somebody so that they'd all work harder, which is a weird psychological thing oh, that obviously God. I didn't even yeah. want on my shoulder. Like, yeah, n- nobody wants that. Yeah. It that's the bellwether good. now. And that's weird. I didn't
1: Right, oh, yeah, that. That's shitty. Yeah. Loose,
4: God damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're telling you to build loyalty. Like, are is it basically like they spend all their time in that, in that main office building loyalty and then, but they don't give a shit. Yeah. About the people that are outside of that office. It's gotta be fairly easy though to ignore those people if they're not there. Abercrombie
0: was the same exact way because it was odd though because our warehouse was on the same site as the campus, but the warehouse was kept separate. Like we had a different cafeteria. They fed us gruel and they got like sushi and shit at headquarters. It was. And they, in. Yeah and there was a total like disruption like those people were gods and goddesses and if they ever graced us with their presence it was a big fucking deal yeah and I- if we ever got to go take a peek about of what was going on over at headquarters we were supposed to be fucking grateful
1: yeah when we worked at when i worked at bath yeah. and body works warehouse i used to have to walk through what looked like a spa, basically. It was like this like <laughs> yeah. really well put together place. You walk through. People are dressed nice. Everything Everybody's looks good. fucking linen there. <laughs> yeah. You walk through one door and it's like, oh, we're in a warehouse now. It's me and fucking 250 Lonnie's just hanging out being they got, idiots. They got Wolfgang Puck pizza for, in their cafeteria. <laughs> oh, okay, Bill Maher. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: mean, yeah, they make you walk through first class on an airplane, you know, like. Look at what you're missing, or look at what you should strive for, this dangling of this carrot. When, you know, if if they're hoarding any kind of wealth, like somebody like Jeff, you've got to know that you have to push people down and a lot of people down in order to get there. And the only thing that can keep them going is this hope that they can get there too. You know, and yeah, it's, it's, it's gross, you know. It's, it's gross to where, uh, you know, I never want to sound like I, I wasn't, grateful that I was given opportunity to be creative in a space that, you know, this is something I went to school for. It's something I, you know, I, I lost a wife trying to like fight for this dream, you know, and to have it come, but then be this growth, you know, was just one of those things that it's, you know, it, it, it's disheartening because you're like, how do you, how do you really chase dreams if you're principled because you're not going to, you're not going to survive in this long, you know? Um, and that loyalty that they might try to get you to strive for it, to stay at that corporate level is thrown out the window when somebody wants any kind of promotion. you know. So what happened to my team, and the reason I'm not there anymore, is we, had, we, were, we were in a wrong org. We needed to kind of switch and shop around and try to find a new organization within corporate that might foster some creative growth or, or whatever shit we were looking for. And we found a new team. They absorbed us. My boss finally was like, you know what, this is, you know, I, I'll always go to bat for my boss. You know, he doesn't, doesn't seem like he's, he was cut from that cloth and that he's been fighting upstream still, you know, against uh-huh. it since. But he did the one thing that he thought he should have done, right? We're in a better org. This is the home that we're supposed to be in. half my team definitely deserves promotions today. So I'm going to give them promotions today. Right. So he did that. He brought up half the team from four to five. You know, the, the mood was great. We were going to go in a better direction, and then all of a sudden, that L, you know, that level eight person that kind of absorbed us in, came to him and said, "Well, why did you do that? You don't get any five. So that means oh. me and all the people he just promoted were now gone.
0: Oh shit!
4: Because you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't get you didn't get senior people. You know, so where's where's that loyalty? This was two months before my. You know, stock investment, where's that promissory? You know, like, where is this loyalty? And I just had a a drink with my boss uh, last week, and he was like, yeah, no, that guy's now gone. Like, he was doing all that to get, you know, to make himself look good, get his promotion, didn't get the promotion, and poached off to another company. You know, so half the team's gone. You've got 15 people now in the workforce, you know, looking for jobs and you know this guy 15 people that were making 70
1: 15 people that were making seventy five thousand or whatever dollars a year having to find another job to i mean it's like that that kind of thing where you where you have this job that pays decent and then you're gone and it's like well who knows if i'm ever gonna make this Mm. fucking kind of money again you know (laughs) right i had this when i was 23 years old
4: (laughs) yeah i I'm, I'm 37 years old. I've been trying for one thing my whole life. It wasn't until the third, well, almost third year market Amazon. I allowed myself to do something I'd never done in my life. Buy a new car. Now that car is like a handcuff. You know what I mean? Like, and, it, and I didn't yeah. even go crazy. I bought a Subaru. Like, and I didn't even buy a fast one. You know, I bought my first new car to feel what that was like. And now that's a handcuff because yeah. one guy was like, you know what? Mm-mm. i, I I'm going to look good on paper by making this quote-unquote smart business decision. It's going right. to get 15 people asked tomorrow, but I'll be fine. And he, I, he, he went off to just another software company, you know, right. like he, just just the next day, you know, like, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it, it is, like, just a series of these decisions for people that are trying to come up. Like, I know how we can save money. Yeah, and get you know rid of what? them. Yeah, yeah, saving money is all, I mean... the they never look at any other way to save money other than through labor costs, it seems like. It's like, where, where can we cut yeah. costs? It's like, there's probably a million things they could do. Yeah. But instead, they're just like, fire about like 15 people making some money, and then boom, we, we got all that money. Then we get to have all that money, you know? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you... Yeah, I, exactly, I, you know, and, and I... Yeah, It and, and I look at it as like, it's also, we were all the the same time that's 15 people that were about to death you know so that's also some savings because they you know they severance us but what is severance a month's worth of pay you know it buys you one extra month until you start to feel like you're drowning Uh, right um, i never know what severance that's a year's worth of pay you know right and they got you right before they got you
1: right before that
4: two months yep
1: yeah. I mean, this, that kind of shit makes me nuts. I, when I was talking to Brace, I was talking to Brace on uh, the show me and him just did, and he was talking about how 30 hours is full time at, at Anchor, and they, he works 29 a week. And it's like, come on like let's cut the fucking shit with this kind of thing firing people two months before their stock investment fire uh cutting people down to 29 hours a week like it's such a inhumane way to treat people they they just end up like it's like why am i working i like they get you in there and they tell you you are working for this thing this you're here to work To meet this goal, and you're going to get this goal. This is a great benefit. You might turn down a job that pays more because you've deferred for the future this goal of having Amazon stock, and then they fucking cut your fucking head off two two months before you're about to go, and you're just like, well, now I have nothing. You know, and and that's such a, that's such a trick they pull. I worked for a place that was 30 hours a week was full time and they would, you had to, if you dipped under 30 hours a week, four weeks in a row, you lost your health insurance and went down to part time and they would force you all
4: your benefits gone.
1: Yeah, and they would force you to log off of the account if it was off of your computer, if it wasn't too if it was busy. So it was a call center. You would log off, and they would be like, and then every four weeks or so, you'd get a thing like, well, you worked under 30 hours for the past three weeks in a row. If you do under 30 hours this week, then you lose your benefits. But they were forcing you to work under 30 hours a week. I mean, nobody out there is trying to work under 30 hours a week oh, right. <laughs> if they're not getting paid for... You know, like they want to use, they want their paid time, you know, so it is, that's just such, such a fucked up thing that goes on out there.
4: Yeah. And, and the moral of this is they can pay, you know, like I, I really think it should be looked at opposite in terms of like, we, we all have, you know, I I got to experience it for a brief amount of time. We've all had a friend that gets to experience it, right? That job they actually want, at least in a field, maybe not the company, but at least in a field they want. And they're paid well to do it. And instead of it's always like good for that person, like like good for that girl, good for that guy. Instead, it's like we could we could all do this. Amazon has the money to do this, but this system they have to keep going. They have you know this is that carrot they have to dangle for each part in each tier in their cast system to get everyone to try to give that little bit of of extra, you know, when, and when I was there, we'd go to the all hands meetings, which were also really weird. But anyway, our finance director would come out and talk about how AWS every quarter turning another 40 billion in profit. The hell's that going?
0: But that's
5: Jeff billion, Bezos. To, go to, go to twelve
4: to reported as pure profit. Like here's
1: the number 12.
4: And you're telling me you can't pay workers. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Yeah. It goes to number 12. That's who gets it. Right? Well, thanks for calling in, man. We you appreciate know, it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you, man. Have a good night. Yeah, yeah that, I wouldn't I, mean I I hate fucking Amazon, I wouldn't have gave him a longer goodbye. I didn't mean yeah, I was kind of like kicking off the fucking phone. You're just phone. the guy I'm that kicks just people like, off the phone like a jerk. That's me. Mr. Kicks him off the phone. I think our cord's a little wonky over there. Is it? Maybe. It might just be me. It's doing... Uh,
0: crack it gets crackly now and then but i think we're okay. I don't have okay. heard no crackles. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to? Oh jeez. Hello?
1: Hello. Hello, hey. We hear you. You're on. Hello. Hey. Can you hear us? Yeah. I think you're cutting out Hello? here Yeah, we're here.
6: Um Hi. um um this is uh who, who is this?
1: It's hard to hear. Um Peter Collins. It's it's Eric? Oh, it no sorry. Sorry. Is it Terry? I think the audio is really bad. Yeah, no, it seems sorry. No, not a
0: problem. Did yeah, you hang sorry up about that yeah. one? That was not gonna work. Uh, Yeah, it
1: probably would have been hard to understand. Yeah,
0: I didn't understand a word of that. I did not know if I was like hallucinating or if that was just really bad sound. I can call back. Let's see who's next here. Let's see who's next here. See if it's a little bit better. Hello. Howdy.
1: Hey, what's up? up? How are you? Good. How's it? We're We're feeling fucking great. Who is this? This is Chief. What's up, Chi? How are you tonight? We know Chi. The drug, drug scientist. scientist. He's the drug yeah. scientist. How's I haven't the drug called
6: science? It feels like months,
1: but it has. You called in, in right? the old you're a, you're a relic of the old studio. Now you're calling to the basement. So how's the drug <laughs> science world going, Chi? Chi? Oh
6: shit. Sorry breaking up. Can you hear me? Oh,
1: anything? how's drug science going? How's the world of drug science going?
6: It's good, man. I'm working a lot. Been uh like 75 hours the past three weeks.
1: Oh, God. Getting paid um, for it, though? I just got off work. And... What's that? You being paid well for the 75 hours every two weeks? A week is a week, right? Yeah, a hell of a lot better than I was before. Hell yeah. Hell that. yeah. Are you allowed to give people high fives <coughs> at this job? What's that? Are you allowed to give people high fives at this job? yes okay well the then that's the high
2: fives are encouraged
1: okay oh wow there we go progressive company <laughs> you've moved up in the world to a company that will allow you to give a high five so what's up tonight chi, chi?
6: <laughs> not too much i got a uh a work story kind of from a different perspective a, a work question i'll
1: say well let we love we prefer answering questions actually so let's get this question going so
6: basically um when I took this job in the beginning I was very adamant that like hey I can't be the person in charge of the lab because I don't have that level of experience. I'll come in and no. I'll set everything up, do everything I can, but like I'm not I'm not that person. But we brought in another guy from California and he's real cool, which is great. But they were like they're gonna give him the title of uh, chief scientific officer, and they were like, hey, we need somebody to be a lab director With his help. Do you think you can do it? Because you know you've helped us build this out and we want to give you that position and I was like alright like I, I I think I can handle it with with this guy's help and everything and I, I think we'll make sure so Now I'm like in the lab. You're white now which is cool. For the most part but uh i I get to make like i I tried to build a really like egalitarian workplace and i talked to some street fighters about it in the beginning so i was feeling kind of guilty about being a boss but like you know for the most part i've really tried to make it like not a shitty place to work for people and you know i I think i'm doing okay with that and it's
1: it's going well i would like to throw this out there i would like to throw this out there real quick More Street Fighter bosses wouldn't be, like, the worst thing in the world. I don't know that it's something that people should be, like, do you think it's something people should be feeling (laughs) guilty taking? Because that position exists and is going to exist. That position could go to somebody else, but it went to somebody who has the types of principles that we have.
0: Yeah, you might as well wield it the best you can.
1: Yeah. I mean, but then again, it's like, uh, for Cheese side, it's like, start thinking about shit like, okay, I don't control everything. What if they tell me to fire somebody that I really like and I don't own the place and now I got to sit this person down and fucking fire them. I can see why you don't want to take it. I I talk to my wife a lot about her job and uh, she's oftentimes been told to apply for management and lead positions, but she... She doesn't. She. It sounds like you have the same thing she does, where it's like I don't think I have the skills to do that. I can't do that. I'm just my my wife always says like like I'm just a worker bee. I just like I don't. She is right. too. She just like Brett was, She works for us, right? And she Brett was like, do you think I'm? I don't want to overwork her, and I was like, her favorite thing in the world to do is work. Like, there's nothing she drinking <laughs> and working. There's the only two things she likes to do, and like um. There are some people that just feel more comfortable working, but I do think I get a lot of messages. At least personally, I get messages on Twitter and I see on the Street Fighters Facebook group oftentimes or anywhere where where people that listen to the show gather, I see people guilty about their jobs a lot. And I don't like I don't want to foster that kind of community. I mean, if you're a cop and you're listening to this show, I want you to feel bad about your job if but i don't want people that are just doing things to make money like i i don't think i don't think it was a net positive that i worked for a cable do you think i i mean does anybody really think that i made a positive impact on the world while i was working for the cable company you know most of the time i was fixing people's tv so they could ignore their kids and watch fox news so I'm just saying, don't ever, actually, if you're out there, because I have people, I do have people say like, well, you know, uh, I've been asked to take this job that that is a manager of whatever this place I'm working at, and I just don't know if I feel right about it, and I just wanted to see what your thoughts are, and my thoughts are, I mean, look, I want to take this whole thing down, and let me do that, let me handle let us try to handle that stuff, and 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 there's going to be people that do that. But if we're going to have management positions in this world, then I would rather our people hold those positions, and hopefully, again, try to make it egalitarian. I know that your hands are tied with a lot of things, but i i, I would never I would never ask one of our listeners to feel guilty about what they're doing unless they're a cop. Then I want them to feel guilty about what they're doing. <laughs>
6: And, yeah, you know, like, that's sort of why I'm working so much. Like, I was there from, like, 9 in the morning to 3 the next morning on Friday so I could let everyone else go home. Because, like, if they're going to, you know, give me the position and a a raise and everything to take that, like, I sort of take it upon myself to then be a buffer between, a little bit between, like, the, the worst of the shit and the people who listen to me on a daily basis like i don't know i try to i try to not be shitty you know i don't know like that makes it
1: that makes it like a lot of sense also to to like i i am the person that stands between these people and the like if you think of yourself as the person that stands between the worst of the corporate culture and the regular employees that's like a that's a that's not a bad position I mean, it's not like you're having fun doing that, you know. Of course you make more money and like you wish that this whole thing was spread out and that everybody could have what you have. And like who knows what kind of things you're gonna be able to do in the future once you've been in this position for a long time. Like staying no director's a good role not have. Yeah. Especially at your age. That's crazy. Yeah. Staying at that low staying in a low position because you feel guilty isn't gonna help anybody at all and and you know you're lucky you took it because how what if they had hired somebody from outside who was a dickhead who was like an efficiency person you know who was true gonna make everybody feel bad
6: <laughs> and i've been able to get people like regenerate raises and stuff which i feel really good about and I'm, I'm glad that like the corporate people do kind of listen to me on that sort of stuff and i can be They're they're actually not bad themselves. They're shockingly uh, willing to pay people well and and treat people with some modicum of dignity, which is just so far away from the universe I was in before. So most of the time I feel good about most of that stuff. Cool, Um, cool. But I do have one slight issue that's kind of coming to you guys about, which is we have this guy who's been there from the very, very early days. He was, when when I had just started out and we were looking for new people, um, I helped find him and and brought him on board. And he's done a lot of really, really good work with the company, He knows regulations and guidelines and rules for like how to make your laboratory compliant with X, Y, and Z, like super, super well. And has really been an asset and really helpful to have around and, and I really do appreciate all he's done. And he's also pulled some really long nights and like, he'll stick around until 11 o'clock by himself and just crank out paperwork and things, which is things that I'm not good at at all. I hate fucking paperwork. But <clears throat> recently he's stopped like participating in the day to day stuff at work. And it's really starting to grate on some of his fellow coworkers, um, Because, you know, they're in there doing bench work and and just grinding through stuff that needs to get done on the day-to-day. And this guy, like, everyone kind of sees him just sitting on his computer, like, browsing Reddit and stuff. And I've been very hands-off with stuff and kind of just tried to encourage him to, you know, help out and make sure that people know that they can kind of try to tag in and and get people to kind of help him with stuff but I don't want to have to turn it into a thing of like, Hey, you have to do this because I don't know, like people know what needs to get done and I like to just let people get people that, that amount of respect to let people just get the jobs done that need to be done and all that stuff. But and yeah, now just, like when I have kind of directly asking to go help with stuff, it's like five minutes of it and then back to not helping out. And the one thing I can't stand, is when other people who are, you know, technically like lower level are getting asked to stay late and do extra work and, and hold things together because other people aren't helping.
0: Um, man, I tell you what, have you, you're doing a job, you're doing all doing it together and you have to pull your own weight. You know, some people are better at other things than other people. And, some people probably do, do bigger pieces of the pie or whatever it is. But if you're just sitting around on the computer the whole time while other people are, are working, man, you you, ha- you have an obligation to do something. Like, it's neat to talk about, like, going into work and not doing anything at all. But, I mean, eventually the company's just going to fucking fire
1: you for that. Is there, like, is, is it, I mean, this definitely sounds like something that could be solved with a, a conversation unless he's one of those guys that's like... I fucking been here longer than anybody. Like, is he? Is that what? What do you think? Like, I think you could maybe have a conversation with the person. I know that. Like, it's the thing about a conversation, right? Is the I've never been a boss. Okay, I've never been a director. I've never delegated responsibility or anything like that. You know, I don't even do that here. This is fucking my business. But like, it's part my business. You know, but uh, I know how it. I I think one thing that you go into when you have this conversation is you understand that this guy's going to take this as a confrontation. We're we're like going, he's going to take this probably the least charitable way possible. I would guess (laughs) that's how I am. And I think a lot of people are like that because I have talked to people in the past who have had what I feel to be very benign conversations with a person that's above them at a company. And thrown a fucking temper tantrum about it. It's like, you know, this person said, I think you need to, like, let's just go role play this, for example, where it's like, hey, buddy, you know, I know you work really hard. And I know that you do stuff that nobody else wants to do. But they need to, this is also a team. And we all need to see that everybody's doing the same work. And a lot of people see that you're not working when they're working very hard. Like, let, let's let say that's the conversation you have. And then later on, that person goes home to their partner and they're like this fucking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, uh, but that's, not <laughs> that's not, and that's also not his fault. That's not your fault. G. It's, it's like, that's just the way it sucks that that's the office culture. I think is what I'm trying to say. Like the, the culture in the United States, our office culture is that, that it, it, we're convinced that it is game of Thrones in our office.
7: And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but
1: this does seem like something like if somebody sat me down and had a conversation with me and said, look, dude, I see, I am trying to be as cool as possible about everything, but when other people are working and you're on Reddit, that's like, pe- it's making other people, <laughs> it's making other people uncomfortable.
3: Yeah.
6: <laughs> now I'm just popping it off. <laughs> right now people place. have come to me and then like, hey, is he going to help out? And I'm like, fuck, like, I'll ask him to kind of help out and then it. Somehow, a few minutes later, he drifts back into his his spot and gets back on Reddit. And it's like, <sighs> oh, like, a part of me respects the, <laughs> the work and browsing Reddit shit. Always well, kind of fucking you up well for that. Done that I, I,
1: I will <laughs> say that I will say if this is a company that you feel is treating you well, and is probably, and you know, you know how other people are being treated. If this is a place that's fair, um. You, I don't understand it. I don't understand letting everybody else pick up the slack and visibly not doing anything. Well, and I've been in situations with other workers who have done this and it's not cool. It's, it's like, it's not cool. And it it's like, we talk about it on this show, but there's solidarity in the workplace too. Like there, it's not just like, if everybody was like, we're all going to surf Reddit and bring this place to a stop, that's perfect. That's great. That's the kind of action me and Brett would say. But I would never say everybody is going to have to pick up this other person's slack because they're fucking around. Like, I never had the belief. I never in my life at a job, as much as I fucked around, never wanted what I do to result in more work for my fellow workers. You know what I mean? And I always worked very hard to make sure that what I was doing didn't mean more work for another person sure so it it what he's doing is like i mean in, in like if we were doing kayfabe for the show yeah that's cool it's funny he's fucking around he's stealing money from the boss but the truth is he's also you know he's kind of stealing time from other people you know you're working 75 hours a week yeah. who knows what these other people i don't know what the other people are working but they're all busy during the day and this guy's not doing anything like that's that's very not cool i'm in yeah yeah i don't know so, I, I mean, I think it sounds like if you have a conversation with this guy, I, I I as long as he doesn't take it the wrong way, and you are a guy that, I mean, you listen to us talk, just talk to this guy like a person, like a regular-ass person in plain-ass language. Like, we see what you're doing on your computer. Uh, because you know what the alternative really is, right? And I've seen this happen at a lot of jobs that I have. The alternative is some overarching rule that you make that everybody else has to abide by, because this one person's fucking around. You yeah. know, that's the uh, that's the way most bosses deal with it, and that's why we hate most bosses, because that's what you would do. You would say you're not allowed to be on Reddit. Right. Anymore, we're going to monitor. Or, we're going to monitor computer time now. Yeah, because this one guy's doing it, and you're just trying to like do it in the most low impact possible way that you can make this happen. And I I I really think a converse, you're a cool guy. I met you. I mean, you're kind of like ripped. So, you know, the guy might want to like might be like this guy's a real jerk, but like uh cuz he's ripped. You know how ripped guys are jerks.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's intimidating. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's kind of ripped and everything, but I I think you're good. He's like ripped and good-looking. So, that's kind of a strike against him. But I think yeah. you're a personable guy. So I think if you talk to him, everything will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> will, will
6: it? Will yeah, it? I think I kind of you know what we have to do and everything. I just, you know, I don't want to become the boss who does shit like, you know. Don't do it. Put the whole ban on people doing things and whatever. Because I don't. I genuinely don't care. If everybody's getting their work done, like, you want to yeah. browse your Facebook? All right. I can check the street. Yeah, But he's breaking that rule. Though. <laughs> work. like, yeah, it worked like I lost of other stuff to do, but you know, I don't care if he takes five minutes or whatever, but, it, I mean, it, but Brett it's just, much more than five minutes. and Brett just made a really great point
1: though, that he's breaking that rule. He's breaking that contract that he's not doing the part where he's doing the work. You right. know, he's not getting the work done. He's yeah. doing, he's fucking around and also not getting the work done. Yeah, I've had plenty of,
0: I don't give a fuck about what you do as long as you get the work done jobs. And they're great because I get those stuff done. But
1: like when the stuff doesn't get done, they're like, why do I need you around then? You know? Yeah. I think you have a conversation and I would love to hear how it turns out. If you want, if you ever, if you call in next week or something like that, or before we go to tour, I'd love to hear how it turns out because I, I mean, it's going to be uncomfortable, obviously, but it's, I, I, he has to know he's fucking around. I just picture him calling like, His version of street fight and being like, dog, I'm sitting on Reddit all fucking day. Yeah. (laughs) I got a gold account while I was on the clock. (laughs) My boss is too afraid to say anything to me because he's like a cool,
0: egalitarian guy. He's so ripped, but he doesn't want to show
1: it off. And like his handsomeness, he just works against him. These ripped handsome guys, they're so afraid of confrontation. (laughs) Thanks for calling, Chi. We love (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for taking the call, guys. Have a good night. If we ever get a hunks of street fight, like Calendar, Chi's going to be in, there. in it. Oh, my God. Chi, you. It warm up those winter months. <laughs> 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 you and Chi. And then I, I, Every I, other month? That's probably what we'll need, right? Jason, he's looking good these Jason, days. Jason, okay. Jason's getting down there. Okay. Uh, Marvin. Okay. Marvin will be in there. I don't know if Marvin wants to be called a hunk because he's not, they're non-binary. Right, but right. But, Marvin also, is that Steve Orange?
0: Okay. Like, I want them all
1: with their shirts off wearing a hard hat, obviously. Okay. I like this. All all hard hats? No lumberjacks or anything? Maybe we let them pick. Yeah, you know that's right. I'm putting you in a fireman's hat, though, because you have all the tattoos and stuff. You get the Ah, fireman's hat, and you get the the fireman's pants, but with the bibs and no shirt under them, and a big axe in your hand. Ring the alarm. Coming soon to the Street Fight store. Yeah. Hunks of Street Fight. I love it. <laughs> Chi really is a hunk though for all you la- I know. for all you ladies yeah. and men and non-binary people out there. Chi, when he calls in all I picture is he, this hunk that showed up at our live show in July, like Jeezy Pete. He man. looks like he does that uh, s- tantric sex
0: shit. <laughs> he looks does that like sixty four hours of sex shit. <laughs> he does. like that dude is jizz for one hundred eighty minutes before. <laughs>
1: He's just handsome. I took a walk with him,
0: so yeah, sweet guy. He's a sweet guy. He's uh, a handsome dude. Yeah, let's see who our next caller is. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe there'll be a hunk. Maybe it will be another tantric <laughs> sex person. Hello, <laughs> no, no. thanks for calling the tree fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, fellas, how's it
6: going?
0: Good, how about yourself? Uh,
6: I'm doing pretty good. This is Caleb, the rapper guy. Hey, Caleb. Caleb oh, yeah, uh,
1: this guy, too. Yeah, he's okay. He does well for himself, Yeah, you know? Thin. He's thin. He's <laughs> a thin hunk. But he has okay. a good mustache for riding, Long hair, too. He has Long a great hair. mustache for riding, and yeah. Caleb, you're a good-looking fella. Uh, uh, maybe have you audition, like we'll get him with his shirt off, holding a bird. It, like he'll have like a hawk in his hand, like on a thing. He'll have a hawk on one of those. Uh, he'll hold up a thing with a perch. With a bird on it, with no shirt on, oh, and a pair of yeah, pants, just in jeans,
0: <laughs> cut-off denim
1: shorts, <laughs> with the pockets hanging below the cut-off. Coming in the yeah, 2020 w- zines, w- there's going to be a hunks of street fight calendar. We're going to make this happen. What's going on, Caleb? Oh, uh,
6: not too much, guys. I I just want to call it in touch base. I haven't called it in for a while, but um, yeah, I'm still out in Delaware working on a job that I've been doing field work for a while now, now. And I didn't think that like my dollars per hour could like get worse. Uh-oh. Because. <laughs> Caleb's got, right. uh, so,
1: Caleb's got historically <laughs> bad dollars per hour on this show. <laughs> didn't know uh, let me, I want to, I may mistake you for somebody else, but were you like, on, like, the first call-in show, a guy that drove a... Uh, that lived on a boat? He didn't live on a boat? I
6: a guy on a boat, the longshore... I remember... I remember listening to the guy who was, like, the aspirational longshoreman before me, like, the first or second time I called in. Because I called in, like... The first time I called in was, like, right in 2017, I believe. And I'm pretty sure you guys just started doing this part of the show. Okay. Um,
1: you're not a boat guy though. You live in boat. a car,
6: maybe. What was that?
1: You live in a? Did you live in a car? I just know that your uh, oh you're, yeah. yeah, yeah, Your yeah. dollars per yeah. hour were never great. So what's what's your what's your dollars per hour issue now?
6: All right. So dollar per hour issue right now. What's on the dick off is. Um, I work, if I, to, I don't know for sure, our day to day, is it, it changes every day because we got to trap the birds and we got to do our best to be ready for the birds when they decide to show up on our bait, that kind of stuff. We're trapping turkey and turkey are extremely smart birds. They, well, the saying about turkey is that they're really stupid until you try to catch them or hunt them. Uh and we're trying to catch them. So the turkey are currently very smart. They're very hard to catch, and they are not predictable. So that just means a lot of work hours, blah, blah, blah. But one of the things about this show that I definitely learned listening to throughout the years is that, you know, salary is a scam because when you're paid by salary, that means your wages are fixed no matter how much you work on the in-between. So... I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll just put a of whole, whole numbers right now. I am paid five hundred and seventy dollars every two weeks. And Jesus I'll, fucking uh, Christ! Also, yeah, it's not a lot, and uh, but you know, I'm not paying rent, so I will. I'll bump that up. Like, say I have to pay say rent in the place where I'm living actually costs four hundred dollars a month. I'm actually getting paid $670 every two weeks or so like when you actually, you know, round it all out or whatever. But
2: that's not the, the
6: pay is whatever. The, the part that saws my dick off is that I have to and this is like a rule that I'm laid out. I have to say that I'm working 30 hours a week and that is not true. You can't lie? <laughs> oh shit.
1: They, they want you to say you work thirty week. So, every week.
6: Yeah, so I say I work thirty hours a week, and I actually work closer to like sixty-five.
0: Oh God! So, so
6: because like I'm staying up late tonight because you know it's like okay if I'm third in line I'll stay on the line and I was, Whew. but um, so you know I'm out on the I'm out on the East Coast, with you guys now. I'm east of you guys, and. Yeah, I. So I think I've worked roughly 60-ish, 65 hours a week, and I was just, I was like two, I was like two Socos in, and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do the math on like my per hour wage, and it's like, so you take 570 divided by two per week, and that's like 230 bucks, and then you divide that by 60. And that ends up being around $4.30 an
1: hour. <laughs> You're making less. You are making less than I made on my first job. My very first job at McDonald's, I started out at $4.50 an hour in 1995.
6: <laughs> <laughs> right. And I. So, with the ridiculous circumstances of this job, I've actually had a decent amount of luck. Just like not. Being too like, cause I have coworkers, and I don't, and I've been doing this a little bit longer than everybody else on my crew. I'm just like a wayward bird cowboy. Um, but I, so the people on my crew, they're somewhat receptive when I tell them that it's like, look, our boss's boss is currently a professor with tenure, and this guy probably made four hundred and fifty dollars ish. Every two weeks, back in like nineteen eighty, like I don't, I can't say that for sure. But if I had to guess, like you know, the Gen Xers who are currently employing us were only making like thirty percent less than what we're making now. But the cost of living now is like seventy percent higher. Skyrocketed, yeah. They were our age. Why? How do following me?
1: I hate how these academic, like these, these research positions pay so little. Like these are people that are supposed oh, yeah, to, man. uh, I think know no better, I guess, than to pay that little amount yeah. of money and getting screwed. I mean, I guess a tenured professor is making like $450,000, you know, a year. I, I, yeah. Actually, no, I know that to start out. Uh, tenured professor position At Ohio State is I think $250,000 a year I'm, I'm almost positive because I looked mm-hmm. at uh, I I looked at how much They made and then I realized I would never get tenure And that it was probably just <laughs> easier To be a podcaster than to be A professor
6: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah well, hey I'm glad you're a podcaster Because this show fucking rules But oh, thank yeah, you. on that note Hey no problem because, on that note, the best, like, the content is amazing. You know, this, this part of the show where people are allowed to call in and give their stories about why their job sucks, it's like, so, I'm out on the East Coast right now, and I've definitely been, like, taking advantage of the fact that I live near a lot of other Street Fighters right now, which is awesome. I've been hanging out with Dakota in New Brunswick, Thomas in Edison, Yusra and Michelle in Jersey City, and you know, a couple of others like Leland and Bill when i have gotten to go to the city. Like New York nice. frickin' city. And you're not fr- you're not gonna be there when yeah, we're there, are like, you, Caleb? No, I'm not. That's the part as that's what I was about to say, is that I unfortunately am leaving like I'm going all the way to fucking Oregon. Like Fifty hours of driving, <laughs> and I'm going, i I got. I've given myself a week to do it, and I'm going to be trapping ravens and sage in Oregon this summer, like Tight. in the middle of nowhere.
1: Ravens and, the cool. Ravens the cool. Uh, part. Yeah, that's a good one to yeah. be the oh, yeah, master ravens of. So goth cool.
6: Master of ravens. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's the whole reason why I took the job because I'm trapping raven. You know, it's it's okay. So, last thing I'll talk about is I got to go to bed. I got to be up at 4.30
1: a.m. tomorrow morning. Chasing fucking turkeys at 4.30 in the morning. Just running around with a big net chasing turkeys all day. Yeah.
5: My wife calls me a turkey to
1: say that I'm stupid, by the way. That's probably not a good insult. Yeah, I call my kid a turkey, too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a big word in our little circle of friends because my wife likes to call people a turkey. Oh, you're a real turkey. And you're like, all right. Fucking calm down! I'm not a turkey; I'm a human. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
6: so yeah, I'm gonna be in Oregon this summer trapping ravens, and I gotta be there like on April first. Hard, like that's a hard April first. But uh, so it's it's just weird. Like I have a problem that I don't think many other millennials will be able to relate to, in that I can't swat down the job offers fast enough. Because this year, so I was reading a book about the history of cowboy labor, and there was this whole part in the book about how every single year there was a giant roundup that took place in these ranch towns, like down in Texas and Kansas and Oklahoma and all of these places. And all of these cowboys from around the country would go to these towns to get, you know, hooked up with their respective branch owners where they were going to end up working for the entire summer. I'm reading this book and I'm realizing that it's like, holy shit, like this is basically like what I'm doing. But instead of like a town, it's a, it's a job board that's online. (laughs) And so there's a bunch of jobs that I applied to. I, I didn't even apply to that many jobs. Like, Three years ago, I probably applied to like 25 jobs and got maybe 10 interview requests and then maybe three, two or three job offers. But this year, I applied, I was picky with it, because I was like, "I don't know I'm working, I'm working a lot. I don't have that much time. And I applied to like 10 jobs and got like 10 job offers. <laughs> and it's all for like a bunch of other jobs that are like this one that don't pay that much. But
0: yeah, I, don't I was not um, it's easy to I, get jobs that only pay four dollars an hour, I think.
1: <laughs> easier, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Chasing right, birds right. for four dollars an yeah, hour seems yeah. like a job that they're probably trying to find people. <laughs> well, he would gonna be, chase you down, yeah. he would be doing it otherwise. So I think him <laughs> getting paid for it is what's like like the benefit. I like it. Well, Caleb, uh, yeah. I will tell you this, and I can't say this with a hundred percent certainty, but me and Brett will probably be <laughs> back out west by the end of the year. I'm sure we. It was too fun. You know what I
6: mean? It was
1: too fun, uh, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, makes yeah, yeah. we. It's west able west to west, make maybe. sense. So we'll figure it out. We'll see. You. You'll you'll see us live someday. I promise. Maybe. Oh
6: yeah, I'm not worried about it. I know it's going to happen. Right? Because I'm going to be in Oregon, then Idaho, basically for the rest of the year. All right, we're
1: not going to do Idaho probably this yeah. year. <laughs> Can't make that promise. Yeah. Can't make an Idaho promise, but I know that we both like the West Coast so right. much that I can see us being like, hey, we're, you know, we got to make it back out so there.
6: there one and a half times a year.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> Hey, you have a great night, Caleb.
6: Yep, you guys too. Thanks.
1: He was reading a cowboy book. Yeah, he's into it. I love cowboys, dude. You know I love cowboys. Yeah, I you see go, myself as a cowboy. You can go wrangle up some birds, man. I should go fucking get one of them cowboy jobs. Yeah. For just a month or two. Okay. It's, like when he talked about that city that's like a round, like one roundup a year. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be involved in Here, a roundup.
0: Here's how but here's the actual way that would get it done. Call it cowboy fit. And yeah. then just set up a working farm and like livestock thing. Have a bunch of people come in and work the farm and train shit.
1: You know. Do you think the listeners would be mad if I took like two months off to be a part of a roundup? No, of course not. No, they'd be like, "This is do some live streams." Yeah. Oh, go do the Twitch stream at the cowboy roundup that I'm doing. Yep. All right, listeners, let me know if you want me to get a job being a cowboy at a roundup. This is a lot of calls in here. Okay, well we got another totally filled. We got ninety minutes. We got 89 minutes, actually, to tell you the truth. And don't call cowboys shepherds. Cowboys it. are cowboys. Hey, street what about cow cows? Cow Cowgirls cow girls. Yeah. and Cowboys. Cow I know and con MDs. cow them. Right. Cow days. Okay. Hey, you there? <laughs> Sorry. Cowboy? Yeah. Hey,
0: hi. Cow
1: cowpoke? Of course it's of course it's a woman. Cow it's cowpoke <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one.
7: Oh, that was sick. That's perfect. perfect.
1: <laughs> I know the 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 one woman a week that calls. <laughs>
7: yeah.
1: It's, it's uh, I call him a cowboy. Really weird
7: timing. It, it is. is really weird timing because um I am the whole reason why I'm calling is because uh Caleb the Raptor guy is one of my best friends and he like convinced me to call in ages ago um and I just never got around to it until now. So. Wow! Oh,
1: Sweet. That's awesome. I thought you were gonna say the reason I called in is because uh, I like cow. I'm a cow person. Yeah, I thought you were gonna
0: say <laughs> I actually work a ranch, and I was gonna call in and ask for information about what I should do. I mean, I do.
7: sort of am.
1: <laughs> really? I
7: imagine I kind of Caleb
1: knows a person that owns a ranch. Sure, he would be helpful I mean, on a ranch.
7: I don't own a ranch, but uh, I definitely grew up with horses and. Uh, yeah, kind of an Iowa country girl. I grew up, yeah, grew up in Iowa, and met Caleb at in college at Iowa State University.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, these city people are good for nothing, aren't they? You know, us country yeah, folk agree. just you know know <laughs> so much more than they do.
1: Yeah, us people from the middle, <laughs> us country, people, us salt of the earth,
0: salt of the earth uh, folks. Yeah, we just got we got our heads on straight. <laughs> We're not. We don't. We don't have, not in a dizzy like
1: people from the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These people from the city don't understand what it's like to live in in uh, like. I they
0: don't we, work, They don't work the land. They don't get their hands no.
1: in the soil. Me and Brad actually live in Ohio, which I don't know if you know this about Ohio. It's mainly farmland.
0: Here. Mostly. Yeah, Yeah, mostly farming. Hard labor everywhere you go. Yeah. It's just hard to go anywhere. It's hard to do anything. It's just just... like a trial and tribulation to wake up
1: in the morning. Sometimes I wish they would actually pave streets here. Yeah. 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 It's like, what are they doing? Why is it dirt roads? Everybody else has them. And, And you know, it's it's not
0: fair because these kids are learning basketball on gravel, but the pros aren't playing on gravel. So it's unfair. You know, it's not fair because they're
1: not playing the same game. Right. And me and Brett. We're not complaining at all cuz we really are hard working salt of the earth guys. So Oh yeah. We you know, live in the country, we do country stuff. I just uh, uh, usually
0: wear bib overalls without a shirt.
1: Yeah. That's like just the Brian thing we said. do. Yeah. Just the thing we do. So what's <laughs> what what's going on? What what did Caleb tell you to call for?
7: Oh, um well, he he just kind of introduced me to the show um I think a little over a year ago now. Um so uh, I just really dig it. I really dig your message, and I've been getting a lot more um, interested in like lefty politics and socialism and stuff. It's been it's been an interesting past year. I feel like just been caring a lot more about this, um, about like educating myself, and uh, yeah, then it's been, it's been wow. Good. I to can, I po- and, can I ask you what your
1: Can I ask what kind of what what your thing was before? You started to look at lefty politics. Did you have any political beliefs or, or were you kind of a person? I, I know that I, I, I was kind of having this. Uh, so me and Brett just went to a concert uh, this week from a band called Thursday. And actually we're supposed to interview their lead singer, but he was sick. But uh there was something I wanted to talk to him about. And it was that so they had an album called full collapse and it came out April 4th, 2001. This is like pre nine 11 and it has a lot of leftist Mm -hmm. stuff in it. Like a ton of stuff in this album is like straight up leftist stuff. The types of things that we talk about on this show now. And I was like, Thinking back to what I was doing, and it, it's like, was I a conservative? April fourth, two thousand one? No, I wasn't a conservative. Probably, I didn't give two shits about politics. What What were you before this year? What kind of What kind of political things did you have going on before this year?
7: Well, I guess um, I mean, obviously, just the whole last election, I think, is what kind of turned me, um, and witnessing. Bernie versus Hillary and how how it all ended up panning out um, left me really disheartened and, like, discouraged with our political system. And um, I always just kind of fell into the role of just, like, agreeing, like, oh, yeah, I'm a liberal and, like, not really paying attention, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like actually questioning the establishment, you know, um, has done... <laughs> something I've been doing a lot more just since the election really. And since, um, I guess since Bernie like lost the primaries and like that, that was uh, the big thing for me. Right.
1: It makes you feel, uh, I I mean, I, I can just tell you, I don't know. I I don't know what you've heard of us or if you've heard any of our, our stuff about the early days of street fight. Uh, me and Brett Mm kind of turned after the 2000, me and Brett kind of turned after the 2008 election, right around 2011 we got really disheartened because <laughs> we felt like we'd won. And it's kind of different for you because you had lost, you know, like, like you saw the loss and it disheartened you, but we were disheartened because we'd won and then would be reading the news and it would be all of this, all of this stuff. that it's like, well, wait a minute. I thought we won. I thought like we were in charge and w- and we didn't feel that way. And it disheartened us and it made us who we are now. So it's, it's, it's kind of, I'm seeing a lot of people who in 2016 <laughs> followed that primary and saw, I mean, I, I hate to say that you got ripped off in a way because that's the way the party operates. You know, like, like he mm-hmm. didn't have a chance from the day that he started Yeah, and we should have known that first of all, and, and we should harden against that. I know he could win this time, right? but we should harden against Mm
3: -hmm.
1: kind of that thing because it's going to be disheartening if he doesn't win this thing again. And a lot of people are going to get turned off and disheartened. And um, I think it's, I think it's interesting that, that like you can take this thing, this loss, this thing that should by all rights chase you away from ever paying attention to politics again. And it takes you and it changes you in a way that then, you know, when you're a leftist, when you identify as leftist, and when you question establishment politics and things like that, you become a leftist. Your your life becomes, you know, some person tells you a thing they heard on Pod Save America, and your brain is just going like, this is all bullshit, man. This whole thing is bullshit.
7: Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that happens so much now. You know, I, I don't, it seems, it's been so weird. Um Looking, it's like looking through the at the world through a different lens, and just kind of realizing, like, I don't know what I felt. It felt like a very sudden thing that happened to me. Like all of a sudden, my world was flipped upside down. It's like, shit. Like, what what world have I been living in in this whole time? And like, I think back to my like high school days and stuff, and lear- learning about like going to like just my American government class or whatever, like U.S. history, and like I never remember feeling horribly like shocked about how our current system works. It was just kind of like, yep, this is how things roll and um it, you can trust the system, that sort of thing. And it's like you actually once like you are an adult and you're actually out in the real world, it's like, oh fuck, like everything's <laughs> right. a lie.
1: I'm watching my daughter learn history and really heartened by her skepticism about the way that she's learning it. And uh, you start to think back, though, on your time learning it and your time as an intelligent person who knew about history and knew how the Constitution worked and how important the Constitution was. And I just cringe at myself just being like, you know, Thomas Jefferson didn't have he had slaves. He hated having slaves. It was miserable for him. He stayed up at night every night being mad because he had slaves. It was disgusting to him. It's like, now I think about it and I'm like, well, there were like a lot of people back then that didn't have slaves. Right.
0: <laughs> there were abolitionists too. Yeah.
1: yeah. It just, uh, just, uh, yeah. Are, are you going out? Have you gone to any protests or anything like that? Is there anything going on in Iowa or a DSA out
7: there? okay so i don't live in iowa anymore i'm kind of i'm similar to Caleb. i have traveled a bit for work um i'm living in chico california now Um, oh
0: what kind of livestock um, do you wrangle
7: sorry what was that
0: what kind of animal do you have dominion over
7: (laughs) uh i'm a fish bitch Um, oh shit! yeah <laughs> you
0: catch oh, nice. fish? You're a yeah. fish catcher. You're a fishmonger. That's not fishmongers. That's a yeah, seller. Yeah, I'm
7: a fish biologist. Yep.
1: Oh, a biologist. Cool. What kind of fish are you chasing down?
7: Uh, mainly uh Chinook salmon, um, some steelhead, and we do a little bit of green sturgeon work.
0: Mm. Do you do you ever do that do you ever like do that thing where they like overtake you when they're like jumping up a river and shit and you just like get in the middle of their upstream swim? Wait,
7: sorry, what was that for first? I don't know
0: what he's
1: talking about. <laughs> do you ever either.
0: like jump in the middle of the fish? do you get to swim with the fish at all or do you just like stand think, on the side
1: with a clipboard? I think he's trying to say, Are you Aquaman? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> you want to hear what, it, what all my experience of fish i i did this to uh i did this to caleb too when he called when i told him something was a bird that wasn't really a bird okay um i wrote a report on barracudas yeah when i, was in I loved them. <laughs> love those too. i love those the best ugly fish they're the best <laughs> fish they're and, so they're so, and their
0: faces just look terrifying. Their
1: their teeth come yeah. out on the bottom and yeah. just point out. They're the ugliest little fuckers I've ever seen, and I love them. Yeah, they're great. I love ugly ass fears. That's we should get those for the. Maybe we get
0: some barracudas for the um, the office.
1: Well, we should get piranha. Me and Jason always went to have Piranha's, piranha's in the house. okay. Yeah, Fine, we thought right. it was cool. You throw a steak in there and just yeah. watch them go crazy on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad Caleb got you in the show. It, it's really cool to hear that that it's still kind of like people are still moving in in this kind of direction now because it feel these are the type times where the exact opposite happens these are the times where people close ranks and head back to electoral politics to try to fix the world again and and the hope is that you know we can kind of stem that this time yeah yeah
7: definitely
1: well, thank you for yeah. calling in. We really appreciate it. And please call in and tell us any fish news. We love it when Caleb calls yeah. us and tells <laughs> us bird news. We I was say, fish news.
0: now I consider myself, if I, someone I, I, were ever to wonder, I consider myself an expert in fish biology now, <laughs> just because hopefully I'll be able to ask you real quick at a party if someone
1: starts pressing me too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Chico, California, (laughs) uh, was always in Sons of Anarchy too. I'm just going to tell you that they would go to Chico. Yeah, they've loved. They've had a good, good salmon steak. Well, Chico is extremely a name that Ron Perlman would say and like love it. Yeah, you know. I'm going to Chico, man. Yeah, you know. Well, thank you for calling in, and thank you, Caleb, for
0: calling in. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you know what? Yep. We need to put to Caleb. um, Caleb. Yeah, we need to put some bonus yeah. point We need to put some punches on his MLM card. Yeah, like he's gets three stars um, towards his ham, his first ham or something. I love you know that. those. You know those fucking hams are expensive as shit. dude. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I found no out why hams. they're. I found out why they're a gift because <laughs> a ham is fucking expensive. Maybe no more hams now. No more. Well, hams? yeah, well, we can. They're funny. A hammer. Yeah, uh, um, people can still
1: get ham. Somebody in the
0: chat. Was, I feel like, like we owe Caleb a ham. Yeah, especially because I know. The the a ham costs Caleb would have to work for like twenty fucking hours to get a ham.
1: Well what Caleb doesn't want the ham. That's the thing. Did the person that you gave the ham to really want the ham? Oh hell
0: yeah. They came, that's they insane. were excited. These are <laughs> These kids are hungry. They need they need a good 6 pounds of glazed ham because otherwise
1: they're not going to eat anything. Those cigarettes don't have any calories. Part of me was like nobody wants this goddamn ham.
0: No. They They have vape cartridges. The only food, the only vegetables they've had this week was a Caesar salad vape cartridge. <laughs>
1: Okay, let's. Why don't we take one more call and take a break? Okay. That's and fine. Uh, again, we have about an hour and 15 minutes left in the show. So, you know, we might not get to all the calls. Let's right, get our let's call see. in here.
0: Uh, Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Then? Howdy. Hey,
6: how are you?
1: I hate to tell you this when you call in. It's just, this isn't a ham call. So I hope you're not disappointed in that.
4: What? Then oh, God, this guy's no. not going to ham. Would, no. I would, I would politely decline the ham.
6: I, I actually fucking hate ham. I do
1: too. I don't even know. Brian, how hates, it. I Brian hate hates it. Brian hates it. I, like literally. He complains
0: I, about it. Like he's. Yeah. You're like. They're going to try to feed us that fucking ham. You're like <laughs> mad about it. I'm like Jesus man. Something I like sucks about oh. that I gave that up. You know. Brett. Like I genuinely miss it.
1: It's so funny that Brett knows that I get. I, I actually. Heard, so my, my brother-in-law once told me a story. Right. And I never identified with him more than I did at this moment. <laughs> And he said that when he was a kid, one year on on Thanksgiving, his parents were like, it's, this is my wife's family, too. They were like, fucking nobody cares about turkey. Don't nobody want no fucking turkey. Let's buy a ham. And he cried. Oh, and I'm yeah. Like, Motherfucker, I want to cry, too, thinking that all there was was ham. I've also heard you complain <laughs> about turkey, though. I don't like anything. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, mean, it's just I like think- chorizo. is <laughs> <soy laughs> like A pile of steaks is what <laughs> I want.
6: Turkey's not good either. Turkey's no. also not good.
0: Turkey is so good with Ritz. fucking gravy. I
6: mean, there's, there's a reason we only eat these meats on holidays. Because Turkey, no one uh, fucking wants to eat them. I'm like, gonna agree with you on like that. different days. You know, I'm I mean? with you like, on that. It's it, 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 just I don't know.
1: But, if I was a um, cowboy, I'd eat ham.
6: Them, by the way, um, well, what's going on tonight? I say. Uh, man, well, it yeah, got me thinking actually. I, I got a, uh, my, my job didn't give us a ham gift certificate, but they did give us a turkey gift, gift certificate. Mm, at fucking, that's cheaper, um, to
0: be honest. At fucking,
6: they they uh, cheap, they like at, uh, undercut anytime. you. And and you know, what drives me nuts about it too is, you know, we, we just recently got bought by a, uh, not recently, it was like two years ago, we got bought by this holding company, all right, this, this giant these guys that used to um, work for oh god what was that holding company that Mitt Romney worked for um, Bain the Capital they worked for them um, started this fucking place bought us and I worked for this worked for this really profitable company the old owners used to tell us how much like profit they were making and okay. these motherfuckers were making like know I mean, it's a smaller company I worked for only like two hundred people and they they were making like it broke down to like. Sixty grand of profit per employee, or something like that. you did the math once. These motherfuckers came through, cut all of our pay. Like they didn't directly cut our pay, but they did it in a roundabout way. So everyone was making less, and then right. gave us like a eight dollar fucking gift certificate for fucking turkey on Thanksgiving. Like that made up for it or something. Just fucking just assholes, man. Just yeah, and, that's so just, shitty. Just, Bought a lot of company that was printing money and thought that they, you know, what we need to do is make more money. You know, it just if those. And that actually brings in my point. That, that was while I was listening to the show, is those are the fucking people that are enemies. Like I, I know that, like in street By culture, we all like to bitch about our direct our direct superiors, and you should. You know, if your if your Taco Bell shift managers an asshole, I mean, call in and bitch about them or go on Facebook and bitch about them and we'll all stand in solidarity with you. But those people are part of the proletariat too, guys. You know, I mean, like, fucking your, your, your manager at, your, at the mall store or your manager at the call-in center, like, is more of a comrade than they are as enemy. Like, and if someone wants to make you a manager, like, go for it. You know what I mean? Obviously, individual fucking bosses suck, Right. I mean, but, like, those are individual assholes. Like, you don't have to, if someone offers you that job, you can take it and do it in a way that you're not an asshole. I mean, if they start asking you to do things that are unethical, then you should do them and you should quit. But at the same time, you should take the fucking job. I mean, don't feel bad about it. Marx wasn't talking about the shift manager that, you know, the fast food place, you know what i mean that that's not what we were talking about,
0: so i i just I, people no I appreciate that ask I, go ahead. no, I appreciate that no, go ahead i mean ahead. And I agree with what you're saying uh yeah, uh that's right on I agree I mean, just got you know you're gonna have to you're gonna you just keep you you have to keep following stuff, you know the day goes on you're gonna have to figure something out for tomorrow and try to do better and you can't, you're not going to, don't stay in a shitty situation for too long, but, uh, certainly better not, you know, to have a car that works and some sort of stability and shit. If you're not, um, in charge of, you know, completely dehumanizing people, you know?
6: Right, right. Absolutely. But, um, the real reason I was calling is I had a quick, uh, story. Well, it's a, um, let's call it a fictionalized story about, um, uh, at, uh, stealing from work, okay? Okay. So we, uh, we. Uh, I'm sorry. It's actually kind of hard to do, so guys. Oh, sorry. Like I'm talking over you or something like that. No, you're fine. You're um, fine. I. Okay. Okay. So I. Um, I worked. Uh, I, I'm from. Uh, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Cleveland, right? But um, I, I worked out in. Uh, I I lived on the west coast for for a while. And not uh, the West Coast but like the western part of the country. And um, I worked at a uh, shoe store in a very, very large mall. It was actually the company I worked for is um like flagship store. And you know it did like know, the store probably did like six million dollars a year or something like that. but um, there was um, it just didn't have very good um, inventory control. So like, Everyone stole from them. Like you know, right. I mean, like just, just people just stole constantly. Just took wherever they wanted. Just, like, just I mean, it, it was it was rampant. They just didn't they didn't do like bin count. You know, if you ever worked at a right, they just didn't do anything that you normally do to like. We did that
0: toy. So, when um, I worked as as a teenager. What? When I was like sixteen, I worked at um this toy store and. I remember one time when we were doing like a big yearly inventory, there was a truck that was coming by and was going to sit at our location. And then we were going to load some stuff on and then it would go to the next location. And I remember my manager had taken like a personal loan out of the till and hadn't been able to pay it back. So he had like marked down that some, this like (laughs) bicycle was in there in the truck. And he's like, well, I mean, it'll just disappear when they go to the next one. It'll just be a lost in transit thing. And he said it was like, you know, he was, he was just like so like tricked himself into thinking that that wasn't stealing. You know, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking town. They gave me, (laughs) they started, as soon as they gave me keys and let me do returns, like everybody in my class from high school was bringing shit into return. I would just forge their fucking names. I would just, every day I would come up with a new return from someone in school for 50 or $60 for whatever, whatever I wanted. It was fucking, it was, and it was really stupid. You know, like you should, you have to, (laughs) if you don't have people keeping track of that shit, it's going to be a fucking free for all. (laughs) <laughs>
6: oh, oh yeah so 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 side note i used to um work especially when you had a guy to call in to work for lids lids was, was like, i don't know if it still is but at the time it was owned by Genesco Genesco also owned journeys and I, I worked at journeys i was a manager at journeys for a, a while um and um we would um uh, we, we would have people and i was like like 19 it was like nineteen, twenty 20 years old and we was we like this we would oh we do so much different stealing from that place, man. Like, um we had this guy we had this guy who would want to trade us like ounces of weed for timberlands. Like this guy would give us like uh like an ounce of weed for like a pair of fucking like good weed, like an ounce of fucking um like kind bud of for like um for a pair of hundred and fifty dollar timberlands. We would yeah. steal those. Those we would just like buy at our employee discount, end up paying like 80 bucks for these fucking things yeah like, uh, four hundred dollars
1: with weed that's <laughs> like, yeah God, a Journeys. that's incredible do understand how much better my life Is would that, be right would, now currently if i could get a journey's discount
6: because <laughs> i spend oh, a lot yeah. of money at journeys you would probably still wear fucking at me. do you still wear at brian
1: no my still daughter still likes wear
6: etnies, but, you? you would you would though wouldn't you if you could find them you'd buy it, wouldn't you I'm
1: mostly, you know what I wear right now? They're Bobo's, but they're also like $250. I wear uh, North Face shoes. And then my only other shoe um, that I have, it it, uh, the only other shoe I have that's cool for when I'm wearing cool shoes is white Nike Cortez. I, I have uh, moved away, but wow. I wore Etnies. I wore one specific kind of Etnies. For six years straight, when they wore through, I went and bought them again until they stopped making them. They had a big uh, E pointing down on the side. Almost all of them, yeah. Right, but they they were like black.
6: Those were were ones everyone had. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: I I wore them for like fucking six years and i can never figure out why my feet hurt all the time I've never been on a skateboard in my life by the way I oh geez yeah would never ride a yeah. skateboard we actually used to make fun of the like we would pick on the skateboarders when i was in school we called them non-pc names that i'm not going to say on the show but like um right i wore those shoes and my feet hurt all the time every day of my life because yeah, they're, they're just nice. flat and they're yeah.
6: not so good peel for walking <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, and then it was always—it
0: looks like a fucking M. And then when people ask you if it's a name that starts with an M, you're like, you act like they're fucking stupid. The you fucking know? etnies, you it's, dumb an e. fuck. it's an E. <laughs> Do they still make etnies? You, uh, probably. Uh, Someone has to own I, that I brand. I've it's worth so- money.
6: I've, I've been out of the shoe game for eight, nine years now. Sorry. Did, did you ever have those shoes that had the uh, secret compartment in the sole? No, no I had never. Uh, Soaps. name with those?
1: And I had a pair of ruse. I yeah, I had ruse. Now okay. those did have a secret pouch in them. They sure. had, I had a pouch. The ruse <laughs> had in the pocket. I would want to hear, wanna hear a sad story. story there? Yeah, want to hear a sad story about ruse? When I was in kindergarten, yeah. my parents got me ruse, and I was so fucking excited. And I put my lunch money in my shoe, which was a dollar and a quarter at the time. And I took the dollar and I wrapped it around the corner and I quarter and I stuck it in my shoe and uh, cried because I couldn't get. The dollar and quarter out of my shoe and like I was just freaking out about it at the bus stop I'm crying and like all the other parent, like none there's oh. no other parents there it's just a bunch of kindergarten kids standing out at this bus stop I can't get it out I get it to school and I'm like yeah uh, uh, my, my money's stuck in my fucking shoe like really freaking out at this time and they were like why don't you like take your shoe yes, off and yes. get it out and I was like oh okay <laughs> did it and it was fixed yeah <laughs> <laughs> it Was traumatic like, though. Really yes, yeah, right? seems or, like it. I'm sorry,
6: man. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, rough. Give you a big hug, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Well, it, um, I, I mean, just think not. about
1: how that made an impression. Like, because I, had, I cried in front of people, and I think that's why it made such oh, an impression yeah. oh, in my mind. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you remember
6: that yeah, forever? Yeah. No. 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 But um, so anyway, so like I was saying, I was uh, so I worked at a store out of the West Coast where everyone um, stole. And I it was kind of like an old person store too. So we were just kind of, you know, we're all younger, so we're just stealing the steal. Like they sold like we sold these really like expensive, like four hundred dollar like um like comfort old people shoes that like they weren't <laughs> so cool or anything like that. So right. we were taking them. So I I had,
0: I I had think, that's a good. I mean, that's like, like Louis, Louis Vuitton shoes. shoes that, like
6: I, I I'm sorry. Go ahead. Had, okay. And yeah, um, I um so I ended up having to move back to uh, Cleveland um, you know I had my I had my, uh, I had my uh, son and we, we needed to move back because support and all that kind of stuff so we didn't have really have any money and like I we didn't really have that like fit either um, and we we're moving in with my ex-mother-in-law I didn't need to bring a couch and all that kind of stuff so I packed up I decided what I decided to do was when we moved was just to fly back and then pack up all of like the stuff like our clothes and all that kind of stuff and ship it to ourselves, all right? So I packed up, like, 15 boxes. It was going to cost me, like, $400 just to ship it, ship them all via U P all, all, like, our important stuff to ourselves uh, uh, via UPS. And I got the, I got the shoe, I got the boxes um, from the store I was working at, all right? Because it was a shoe store. We had a ton of boxes. And I also got transferred. I was transferred from the store from, they, they had a store in Cleveland, so I was transferring from uh, the the store out in the West Coast out to um, Cleveland. And, um, you know, I shipped 15 boxes for myself. And, um, you know, I get to Cleveland, settle in, everything arrives. And only uh, 14 of the boxes show up, all right? One box gets lost. And it's the box that had all of my shoes in it, you know, and which... of my shoes I hadn't paid for, right? And um, it turns out that I had left the fucking label, uh, because I got them from the store I worked from, I had left the label, uh, the original label on that box. So the box with all the shoes that I had no record of buying got shipped to... The store where I had taken them from.
3: <gasps>
6: okay. Oh and no! Company. Oh fucking oh, no! No. <laughs> oh no! I and mean, this was again. These were all like five dollars. So it was probably five or six thousand dollars for the stock. So it was, you know, enough that like, you know, it it, it could be like serious charges, right? Did anyone so put it together? I, I, God damn it! Sorry. Go okay. ahead. Go. Just go. Go ahead. I'm freaking out. Go ahead. Yeah, so so I, I I kind of expected what was happening. So I, I kind of, and I've, uh, I w- I was a, like I said before, I was a manager attorney for, for all this. So, like, I dealt with, like, the way loss prevention, uh, uh, loss, loss prevention, uh, corporate loss prevention um, behaves because, you know, I had to deal with it as a manager and all that kind of stuff. And um, we, um, so one day at my new store in Cleveland, some I was an assistant manager and um, I was closing alone all by myself and some dude shows up and he's from loss prevention and corporate and he he sits me down and he's like, so um, we, we, we I don't know if you know why I'm here. I'm like, no, huh? I don't know why you're here. And I definitely knew exactly why I was there. And yeah. Like, oh, and I mentioned I had been drinking. So I was like, I was like kind of drunk too was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy but I think it actually helped me it made me a little bit more feeling you know, like yeah you
0: were fucking Clint stuff. Eastwood dude
6: <laughs> feeling yeah. loose just,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah you're like I don't I know a goddamn thing about no box of shoes <laughs> yeah
6: he's like he's like He's like, so what happened to those shoes? I'm like, oh yeah, you guys need to give those. Uh, I, they, they need to ship those back to me. And he's like, what? I'm like, those are my shoes. He's like, well, you didn't buy. He's like, you don't have records of you buying any of those. And I was looking, the motherfucker. Then my, then I'm like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy them from. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say the name of the company. But I didn't buy them from This right. company. You know. He's like, <laughs> he's like what? He's like, I, I didn't buy them from 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 your from 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 your store it's like what, what do you mean from the store i'm like i don't know man. i you know i know what those are worth though so, you know i go to a lot of sales and i go to a lot of um and you know, i go to a lot of like thrift stores and everything and when right. i see them i know what they're worth so i pick them up you know i am mean? a sneakerhead
0: dude you know, yeah i'm a collector you know, i just i just know how to find yeah i just know how to find yeah, them okay i like this
6: yeah yeah and then and, and it went back and forth like that it was like well you know Manager, the manager of the old store told me that you might be, uh, you might be difficult to deal with, but we know, you know you took them. And I'm like, well, I didn't. You know, he's like, yeah, I might think I did, but I didn't. And he's like, well, look, you know, if you just admit to this, it's going to be a lot easier for you. Which, and this is where I want to stop and say if anyone ever says that to you, that to bullshit, they're lying, team they, don't do it. They're Not firing true. you. Yeah, they're ready to fire you. Yeah,
5: no matter what, yes, they're that, gonna fire that, you.
6: Yes, yes. No, so, they exactly. Yes, I, I started being fired, but if like if 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 I if, if you admit to it, that's when they call the police. Yep. They show up with the police if they can prove it. If you're sitting, if you're talking to your manager, or if you're talking to a loss prevention person and they are trying to get you to admit to something, they need you to do that so they can press charges. Otherwise, they would have shown up with the cops. If they didn't show up with the cops, don't admit shit. In fact, just leave. It can't keep you there. What I really should have done is I should have got up and left and not talked yeah. to that at all. Yeah. That's what you should do too, fellow listeners, if you find yourself in the situation. Do not admit to anything. Don't I mean, these loss prevention people act like they're fucking cops. like All the same techniques oh, I know. that the cops are try to use on you. And I think most street fighters are probably smart enough to not talk to the cops. They
0: won't even the detain situation. you. But I mean... What? They won't even detain you. They won't even grab you and like hold you down.
6: Right. Right, right. right. Exactly, they can't. I mean, they're, they're... I've heard things like Target, I guess, is pretty shitty, but like for most, for most part, these stores will not, you know, will will not do shit. Um, so, so what, what was. I mean, So I went back and forth with this guy for like, you know, Probably half hour. About oh, I heard a rumor. Really I was like, well, I didn't do it. He's like, you expect me to believe that you bought all those at the fucking thrift store? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you believe. What happened? You know? <laughs> he's went back and forth, and he ended up just terminating me, and took my keys, and it it was, it was all good. But um, it was, uh, it was scary there for scary there for a minute. It sucked because I lost my job too, and I had a had a newborn. So <laughs> that that also blew. But yeah, that's um, tough. That's you really know, tough. I, all working
0: out. I got a better job. Go ahead. No, I'm saying, yeah, that's t- that's tough. To, that's tough, but uh I'm glad you didn't get fucking, you didn't end up having to pay or anything or go to fucking jail.
6: Or going to fucking yeah, going to jail is what the part that would have fucking fucking sucked. But um yeah, for sure. Um Anyway, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, that's really all I got. I know you guys want to go on a break, so I will uh let you let you do that. Okay.
1: Sweet. All right, peace. Thanks for calling. That was a great story. Break time. Oh, yeah. Break yeah. time. You got some yeah. tunage, dudeage?
0: Yeah, I can do some tunes.
1: All right. I gotta
4: pee.
0: Let me see what we got here. Oh shoot. A lot, a lot of people have some stuff in here. I'm trying to remember what stuck out here.
1: Is there one that's not racist?
0: I hope. I hope. <laughs>
1: I hope there's one that's not racist.
0: <laughs> I hope we can find something. Let's just do this one uh entire <laughs> Um, the this is uh down with rent is their name, I think. That's a good name. Down with rent. Uh, I hope they have enough songs here to play because, yes, they do. This is you can find them at downwithrent.bandcamp.com The name of their album is entitled Millennial Scum, which <laughs> works pretty well for this show. So, enjoy. You gotta play it over, you gotta play it over there. We can you go to downwithrent.bandcamp.com. Down with rent, rent. the stuff that we pay every month. I saw. (laughs) Did you see all the uh, twenty-eight days in February? But we got to pay the same amount of rent. Memes, Brian. That's that's fertile ground for organizing. Yeah, man. Give us a thought about it. Prorate us three days.
1: Yeah. I got to charge more for rent this month.
0: You got to charge more. I stay
1: getting charged. Like. My rent's supposed to be $1,025, and every month they're like, you owe us $1,112. I don't know how it happens.
0: Taxation?
1: Without representation.
0: That's the worst kind. That's the
1: kind that he's don't The kind want. that
0: makes you want to get your musket out.
1: I know. That's the kind you actually don't want. Or so, so we're done with ham, Right.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, those hams are expensive. I think that last guy earned a ham. Like that was a ham worthy call. But they're eighty no bucks hands. a pop. Eighty
1: fucking ham dollars. Yeah. Eighty dollars a them ham. Ham dollars.
0: Maybe like Look a portion ham of dollars. ham. A ham sandwich. How about we'll send you a ham sandwich, or I will make. I can make some ham salad, some Ew, vegan ham go. salad, and I'll send it in styrofoam with dry ice. Um. My uh fakin' ham salad faux ham salad uh coming right up after the break uh we will be uh giving away more free ham salad we have buckets you full have of it and we have ice cream scoop ready to go we're throwing it in envelopes mailing it to your house uh you ready to do this yeah hit it do <laughs> everything
5: I don't do everything right I guess you're right You're so fucked
0: Everybody, we're back. That was Down with Rent. <laughs> you can find them at DownwithRent.bandcamp.com. they <coughs> I'm sorry, their rent, their rent. Uh, sorry, their album was titled entitled Men, "Millennial Scum." Sorry, I really botched with that. I'm really in outer space right now. I took a dab break um, on this good ass saucy shit that I got. Some sour diesel that's uh, really lighting me up. We got five more calls to go. I think we can get to y'all. It's going to be the lightning round. We got to get this thing done by midnight. I have to take a kindergartner to school tomorrow. So uh, let's get back into it. Um, Street Fight Radio does have bonus content available on Patreon. Please sign up. We have so much cool shit over there if you want more of what we do. Um, And more is coming. More is on the way. Them... uh, uh, anarchist cookbook live stream that's what I want to work on next It's me, been my big project so get into it hell yeah let's see here thanks for calling Tree Fight who are we talking to
4: hey is this me
1: that's you who's yeah. this
6: Ooh. hello uh, hi my name's Garrett I'm uh, calling from Pittsburgh
1: what's up Garrett Pittsburgh's a wonderful place what's going on tonight
6: oh not much just uh, first time, long time, I suppose. I'm uh, calling because the thing that is sawing my particular dick off on this uh, fine evening is uh, grad school, grad school stuff. It is just uh, kicking my ass. And, you know, figured that I would uh, call in and uh, talk about all of the various ways that it uh, is doing so.
1: Night. Well, well, uh, we do have a lot of grad school listeners. And we do get calls from people from grad school and it does sound like hell. It's, again, I was thinking of going to grad school and instead decided that it was probably easier to make my living as a podcaster and comedian. So I, I admire what you're doing. I had a wonderful person, host of No Cartridge, also doing a live show this weekend. Hegelbon mm-hmm. talked me out of it. <laughs> so, uh, nice. what's, what's happening in grad school?
6: Ah, uh, not much. I mean, basically, it's just, uh, so I am uh, a teacher. I'm a, a high school social studies teacher. Uh, I am getting my master's in teaching. So I'm doing, like, student teaching all day and then master's classes all night. Um, so it's it's kind of a, a no fun situation in a lot of cases. It's, you know, a lot of the time it's like I'm leaving my house at 6 in the morning, not getting back until 10 p.m., um like stuff that whole time uh but yeah i've a, I've avoided just, uh, those type of yeah.
0: responsibilities my whole life
6: yeah
1: did you say high school social <laughs> studies teacher yeah i'm teaching ninth grade always wanted that's what i wanted to do really when i was gonna go get a real job my job that i wanted was high school social studies teacher i thought it sounded great is it good well, you're a student teacher, so they probably treat you like oh. shit.
6: Like, the teaching aspect is absolutely fantastic. Like, I I completely love it. There's, like, no complaints there whatsoever. Um, like, I mean, obviously, there's, you know, ups and downs. Uh, some days are better than others. But, yeah, like, I, I adore the teaching part of it. It's just the, you know, grad school part that sucks. Uh, it's like, you know, just pretty much like, a master class in how to, like, uh, horribly exploit labor. Like, you know, not only, like, so since I'm getting my master's, I'm doing my, like, student teaching internship. Uh, So, like, I teach all day. I work, like, a full-time job. And then I go do master stuff at night. But, like, that full-time job is something that I am paying to do.
3: Oof.
1: Oof. Oh, my God.
0: So
6: it sucks. Yeah, the student teaching thing seems, like then, you know.
1: the student teaching thing always seemed like kind of a ripoff to me because it's like so you want them to do all the teacher work but also pay to do it like that doesn't seem like a good way to do things for sure. I, I, I think oh I, yeah, it's
6: like it's a, it's a fantastic deal for the school district, uh, but yeah, total nightmare. It's like uh you know I realized that uh, over the summer I have to like finish up the degree and like. I I have to pay for like six credits, which is you know six grand roughly. I realize that three grand of those credits is literally just me paying them three grand to like do a full time job.
0: Well, yeah, it's uh, like when you want to, you have to give a gift to the drug dealer when you want to really pump up your volume and get like a better <laughs> price on your bricks. You got to pay like a tithe or something, you know, for them to like to get into the
1: club, <laughs> you know. Is the school... Oh, no, you're student teaching. You're not, like, teaching teaching. So the school's not paying for your degree either. You're really just paying for the privilege of doing somebody else's full-time job.
6: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Plus, at this point in the, like, the the student teaching cycle, I am now... Like, I'm doing all of the, like, planning. I'm doing all of the instruction. So, like, I I am doing the job of the full-time teacher. Uh, And then, like there's like a mentor teacher who's also in the classroom and he's you know he's very helpful and like does all kinds of stuff but like I mean at the end of the day it is literally just that he's like hanging out and like uh you know clicking around on YouTube or whatever in the background while I do the stuff and then he's making a bunch of money is it fun
1: like I mean it's like are the are you able to pick what you're teaching are you teaching to a
6: test Um, well, that's actually the kind of cool thing in Pennsylvania is that there isn't a standardized test for social studies instruction, so you get a lot more leeway uh, than, like, English or math would. Um, So that's cool, Uh, and I've gotten to, like, you know, you can, like, deviate from the curriculum a pretty decent amount, which I appreciate, Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like I said, like, the the actual teaching part has been great. Like, I I love doing that part, Uh, it's just the, you know have like endless busy work for school. And then uh, like the, you know, optics of the, the labor is pretty rough.
1: And, and you know, the college professors probably all know how much time you're spending and, and, and are treating you like this is uh, you're paying your dues, I guess, to be a teacher, which is a, just really great, you know, <laughs> really great to make people like go through an initiation proce- process to become a teacher. That's just that's the best way probably to figure out how to find teachers. It, I, like, I wonder how many people are chased off from that profession because of this part of your job.
6: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, that's, like, I don't really understand where the idea of, like, teaching as, like, a like a hardcore left, uh, like, profession comes from. Because in my experience, I mean, granted, uh, you know, I'm – Originally from Oklahoma, and now I'm in Pittsburgh. So, like, just kind of like uh, some of the the character of it. But in my experience, like, teachers in general are like very conservative, and a lot of them have that kind of you know crappy like boomer mindset of, well, damn, you know, I did my time, and I was miserable for like ten years, so I'm gonna make you twice as miserable.
1: I felt like even my college professors were slightly more conservative than I had expected not maybe not maybe like George W. Bush type (laughs) conservative people but I saw them as people who Mm -hmm. were like very okay with the status quo kind of thing I I went to school during the Obama years and I I always felt like I don't know sociology felt almost to me like uh the most hopeless thing in the world political science and sociology both to me felt like a lot of people saying like well that's just the way things are and that's gonna be that's that's how politics works, and yeah. you know we're just gonna have to live in the world where that exists. <laughs> right, right.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm yeah, like I'm definitely like a very like hardcore uh, leftist person, and there's just like none of that. That doesn't exist at all. It's like you know most people are either like kind of like centered, dim, like a uh, or like hard conservative like there's like a lot of people who teach that are like just like all about trump yeah Yeah. i believe that
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well um we have to get going we're in speed round right now we got people on the line but thanks for calling in man did what was there something you wanted to get to before yeah absolutely
6: thanks for having me and uh good luck into the rest of the call
1: thanks man have a good night (laughs) the uh yeah that 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 caught that paying to go to work thing is pathetic. That's, like, the worst thing. I mean, like, even pl- I, I mean plumbers get paid less yeah. to go to apprenticeship jobs, but at least they get money, you right, know? Right, right. The teaching thing where they have to pay to go teach, to me, seems like, I don't know, it seems very antiquated. It seems like something that should go away. It's just, it seems like so much of the economies that we've built depend on, like... So yeah, I mean it pe- seems like so much of the economy is these are jobs that you can get that are wonderful jobs and in order to get to these wonderful jobs you have to eat shit for a number of years and yeah. not get paid. L- right. Law is like that too. Yeah. It, it 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 seems so fucked up. Like you you should never be like what what good is it to for what good it the, who is it good for? That he has to pay to teach full-time at a Purse school. Purse holders, man. Yeah. The money
0: people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we should always the be banks. asking that question. Who's this good for? Yeah. And, and that that is who it is Let's every time. Let's see who's
0: on the line here. Thanks for calling, Chief. All right. Who are we talking to? Hi.
2: Uh, this is Joe in Philly.
1: What's up, Joe? We'll be seeing you on the third. April 3rd, maybe, if you show up. I mean, I can't. Awesome. Guarantee that you'll I'm be there. I'm looking forward
2: to it. <laughs> What's
1: going on tonight, Joe?
2: Uh not much. Just hanging out in my house, uh, watching some TV, listening to you guys. Uh, wanted to call in because I've listened for a little while, but uh, first time calling in. Uh, and I have a number of of you know uh, business tyrant stories from growing up at the shore in New Jersey.
1: Oh shit! My favorite uh, kind of small business tyrant works in a—that's carny work right there, man. Did you work at a t-shirt store that sells shirts that say like, um, "I'm not as think as you, drunk I am," or, or something like that? Female <laughs> body inspector?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I had a lot of friends who worked at those places, though.
1: I'm sure those are wonderful jobs. Uh, Three shirts for fifteen dollars.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> the, yeah, the, no, they don't pay. They don't pay anything.
1: Oh hell no, Brett uh, for owns. The people
2: working there.
1: Brett owns the ugliest towel in the history of uh, the world that he bought at a place like that with a big. Is it a pit bull on it? It's A it? Rottweiler. There's a Rottweiler on a towel. It is so hideous, <laughs> and I love it so much. <laughs> I once bought a towel. Oh, I know, those, like the
2: exact look of that.
1: I once bought a towel from one of those beach shops, Brett, and you know who I am, yeah. right? Cheap. I go right. in there. There's towels for $15. There's towels for $20. And then there's towels for $2. You
0: go digging in a bin with something covered in dust. And you're like, how much are these? And they're like, there's no price. I'm like, I don't know, $3? So I bought one of those. And the water just beads right off it. Yes!
1: I didn't think you could make a towel that made you just basically the same wet when you wrap it around you. It just slides all over. You're like, what is this fucking towel made out of?
0: Yeah. They're worthless.
1: <laughs> it's the worst, man. I'm so bad it's a, at that towel. It's, a, it's, a,
0: it's, a, it's made of thread where, like, they take the normal thread and they pull it apart to, like, get more use out of it. <laughs> this shit is so thin.
1: It's the worst. It's like I- 100 thread count. It slides on you when you, when you're like drying yourself up, you get it on your chest. You're like, you know, you get it. You're like, I'm going to dry my head off and stuff. And it's just sliding and the water's (laughs) just staying there. It's more like like used to push water off of you.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, a plastic dinner mat rubbing it all (laughs) over your body.
1: (laughs) I love those places. So what kind of stuff did you do on the shore?
2: So I mainly worked in like restaurants and stuff. Mm. Uh and working pizzas? in restaurants down there is like even worse than restaurants in like working in like Philly or like in a city or anything.
1: Yeah, I like, can't imagine they're, that they that they pay well.
2: Like, oh yeah, they don't pay. Like they pay worse than anywhere else I've ever worked at.
1: What uh, made you go? The what, one story that like. Can I ask? Like, did that? you li- did you grow up on the shore? Is that kind of so you just didn't yeah, have much of a yeah. choice? Okay.
2: Well, yeah, I grew up like offshore from Ocean City, New Jersey.
1: Oh, this is like a dream life for me for some reason. Just like growing up in like Myrtle Beach or the Jersey Shore or something is just like your life just has to be insane all the time. I can't imagine like on a Friday night (laughs) if you're out running around in, in like a place like Myrtle Beach or something, the kind of shit you see has to be incredible.
2: Well, like the thing is like, you know, it's like there's a lot of stuff going on for like four months of the year and the rest of the year it's like a ghost town.
3: Yeah.
5: Right. And
2: right. like there's some benefits to that, but there's like nowhere to work or anything. So like if you didn't get unemployment from working the whole summer through, and if you're like me, I'm like a, like a bad employee. So I never had like a job long enough to get that. You just ate shit like all the way through the winter. Yeah, wow. bad employers wow. too. Wow.
1: So what? What was? What was? What kind of bosses did you have out there? Because I can't imagine that they're people person. Oh, uh,
2: they're you know, <laughs> they're, no, not at all. Like they're all like just very entitled, like you know, old boys club kind of kind of people. Like uh, you know, they're they're the people that have just always had money around there, uh, and so they have like five different businesses or something like that, like. They were all just like so out of touch with the real world, like outside of like their little bubble. It was really crazy. Like they they were really weird. I mean, if you're uh, a
1: guy, if if you're like a guy, the one if, place. If you're a guy that's rich and you work in the Jersey Shore, do you think that they're just like, why do I need to go on a vacation? You know, we talk a lot about uh, people in New York and stuff that have never left their street. You know what I mean? They're like, they, yeah. they act like worldly people that understand what's going on in the world. Like, let me tell you how the world works. You know, a guy plays stickball, and then he eats a pizza and then he's like, hey, why don't I got a job over here? You know, but he's working in a bodega That's a and you're disgusting like, disgusting
0: stereotype, bro.
1: <laughs> no, I'm talking about a certain type of person. Right. And I assume that if you're a rich guy that owns a restaurant in on the Jersey shore, you're like fucker dude i got i live in vacation this is my vacation i'm always on vacation and they just they're they i i bet you yeah, I mean, that's worst.
0: that's what brings you to a place like that and also the thing that's great about vacation spots is you can run a business there because it's always new people. You can run a terrible restaurant on the shore yeah. because new idiots show up every single day and they have lots of extra money and they paid off their credit card and they're ready to fill it back up again <laughs> on king crab legs for twenty yeah, like one ninety five. dollars 95
2: Nobody $1. cares about quality at all. Because right. like, they know people are just going to keep coming.
1: I want a buffet. What like, kind no of kitchen what. nightmares? You ever see any kitchen nightmare shit going on there?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, tell, yeah, get your like, story. Like the one thing that, like, the one story that came to mind, like, listening to the show that I like wanted to call in for, was like I worked at this place in Sea Isle City, New Jersey. Uh, like, name and names, place called Angelo's. Like, as soon as you drive into the place, like the first pizza place that you see, and like that place was so terribly managed, and like the food was so like piss poor, like. They cut their pizzas into seven slices, which was really weird.
0: That's satanic. So there'd <laughs> that's always that's be one really tiny
2: slice and one just gigantic slice. Okay, yeah, that's a weird joke. <laughs> tr- you had to eyeball seven?
1: <laughs> you gotta just let these like, kids it was, cut the yeah, pizza. Like, I don't like, the understand way they're gonna how do it, it works. Yeah. You got to let these kids cut the pizza just the way they're going to cut the pizza, you know? I mean, you give them a little guideline. You're like, you you basically, you can't have a special cut if you're going to hire 16-year-olds to cut your pizza. There's only one way to cut pizza. We can just teach them the right way. There isn't only one way to cut pizza. There's two ways. And plus, not only are there two ways, there's two ways to cut a pizza, right? You can do squares or you can do triangles. But the other thing is that you can pizza roll slice it or big knife. That's four ways to cut a pizza.
2: Yeah. Just yeah. Like but this place they just did a weird cut. I don't understand why they did it that way. They were trying to be like different or make up for the fact that pizza was terrible. <laughs> like, no, I don't know. But
0: even with, but, uh, but Brian, here's the thing. Even if you do triangle, even if you do square cut, even if you use a roller, even if you use the big blade, you chop across once and then you chop the other side. That's the beginning of every fucking yes. pizza
1: ever. I'll agree with that. I will so those are that.
0: the first two steps and that gets you on the path to not having seven fucking slices ever.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that
2: makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I have. You- I never made it past dishwasher at this place so I never learned the special cut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How long did you work there? But, uh, yep. Yeah. Like, probably like four or five months before I realized like how like terrible it was. Cause like the lady that was the manager of it was, uh, she was a gym teacher at like a Catholic school and brought like a very gym teacher energy to, to like managing the place. Like she was constantly lecturing us about like stupid little stuff and like, you know, like always like really like talking down to us and stuff. And, uh, Like, after a while, like, I was kind of fed up with the place, but one night I forgot that I was, like, that I was scheduled to be in there and took some acid with my friends, and it was like, Uh after we had dosed, I realized that I had to work, and so I was like, well, I'm not going in.
1: Yeah, that's always smart. Some people would be like, I'm gonna go. I gotta make it, it, yeah. I gotta fucking do it, I gotta tough it out, I wanna fuck my other employees over, I'm gonna go, and then that's a bad idea. Yeah, don't do it. You're gonna end up in jail. I have tripped while working, and it's
2: not fun. Yeah, no, I was not trying to do that at all. And so I waited until I was like starting to like come up and then I called in and quit. (laughs) Uh And the lady was like, oh, I thought you wanted to, like, make food. Like, you know, I thought you wanted to have this job. Like, what was the problem? And then I was like, you know what? I'm already quitting. And I just told her, I was like, you know what the problem is? You. (laughs) Really? You know know what I kind of wish? Though, you should have said you
1: could have maybe, like, really won there. And she said, you know while you're quitting I thought I wanted to make food and you're like oh man I took acid like two hours ago <laughs> and I know that I gotta work and I just don't want to deal with it right yeah, now
2: yeah yeah but no I just took the time to tell her off and like what do you say you know tell her how much like she like you know belittled me and like how I didn't appreciate being treated like that and I thought the place was poorly run
0: <laughs> that's amazing uh, what, what did she say
2: uh, I mean, she was, like, a little taken aback by it. Like, it seemed like I caught her really off guard. Tight. Uh, I don't really remember how the conversation ended after that, uh, because I was tripping. Uh, how good did you feel? I had a great feel? trip after that. That was great.
1: How good did you feel,
0: though? What you had that? to feel great. I know, man. That's a oh. great omen for the beginning of a trip, man. Yeah. You feel so fucking free, dude. You're like a bird.
2: It felt awesome. Uh... But then there's, like, a funny, like, you know, like, epilogue to the story. Uh, Because, like, a few years later, uh, me and my friends were, again, tripping in Sea Isle. And there's this thing that my friends called the fart hole. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, It was, like, just this hole that came out of, like, uh, like a municipal building that just like let out some like air that d- it didn't smell or anything. But if you put your hand over it just right, it made a like a continuous farting sound. Nice. Okay. That's neat. And uh, we were just like laughing our heads off at it. And then we hear somebody like on a porch behind us. Cause it's like in sea isle in the middle of winter. So we didn't expect anybody to be there at all. And we heard somebody yell at us for, and like from like a porch. And I turn around and it's like the same lady that like I had quit and told off. And I just had to run away laughing because I was like, if I could have picked any person on this island to piss off right now, it would have been her. And I did. It was great. <laughs> you and your fart hole. <laughs> We're playing with a fucking
1: fart hole, man. <coughs> That's really funny.
0: That it is was so really already funny. the
2: funniest thing in the world while we were on acid, and then that just like added, <laughs> you know, a layer to it that I couldn't have like even imagined.
1: It's like that really fun, like when you're on acid. There's things that happen that are maybe I I once knew that I knew this guy right. He's tripping and he's drink. You know how people trip and they drink like a case of beer because they can just. Keep going forever. Yeah, you never get too drunk. This guy's drones. tripping. He drives a 79 Nova. It's a beautiful car. And uh, he has a stereo in it. He's playing the CDs really loud. But he's in my apartment parking lot right right he's my buddy and i'm just like dude you can't sit out here at one or two in the morning on a monday blaring follow the leader by corn in your car with the door open right and he so i'm like i gotta go over here and see what this guy's up to and he was sitting in the car laughing harder than i've ever (laughs) seen anybody laugh before because every time he tried to shut the car door the seat belt clip would get in there and it would stop the door from shutting and it would pop back open and he fucking was doing i couldn't get him out of the car I was like dude you just gotta get out of the car he's like nah you gotta check this out and he would just do it and fucking cry laughing and my neighbor got mad and of course <laughs> yeah
2: yeah this is,
1: yeah well hey thanks for calling i love the fart hole it could Yeah, good yeah. idea it was beautiful
2: uh can i plug something really quick
1: Absolutely As long as it's not the fart hole <laughs> Don't plug the whole fart hole It won't make the noise
2: <laughs> I would never uh, So next week uh, Next Saturday On March 9th uh, I'm going to be doing uh, Like leftist comedy show In Philly uh, Like kind of inspired by listening to Like a lot of stuff like this uh, That we're calling the comedy manifesto uh, Where's at? Good name. at? 11 o'clock at the Philly Improv Theater. Nice. Uh, it's our first time doing it, so uh, we're hoping people like it, but I just wanted to take a chance to plug it
6: if I could. Hell yeah. yeah. There's and a lot of people
0: in Philly in uh Philly. And we're gonna
1: be doing some leftist comedy in Philly on January third or on April third at Good Good Comedy. Yeah. And the tickets will be on sale this week and you should buy a bunch Probably of them so we can do two shows. Two shows, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah, yeah go out to the show place. it sounds fun yeah have a good night thanks yeah, for calling that's awesome. well thank you
2: guys yeah thank you i right, think thinking know we guys. could Bye. do
0: what what if we do for the speed round if we got like a timer and we got like the first person got like nine minutes the next one got eight then seven and then like How we many went we got all left? the way down we got three to go okay we
1: got 15 minutes let's just do them okay I, they each get six minutes okay but they're not don't have to be six minutes you know what i'm saying no we'll make them be fucking six minutes
0: hey how's it going you better do six minutes or you're in a lot of fucking trouble
1: (laughs) hello hey how's it going hello hey what's What's up up? who's this hello we're here is this me this is you who is it you gotta tell us who you are
6: hey this is jay from indiana how y'all boys doing tonight
1: what's up indiana the state where everything's illegal what's going on tonight? kkk capital of the world (laughs)
6: it's a
2: shitty-ass Uh I'm here drinking hams with my boyfriend, drunk as shit.
0: Oh, great. I love hams. Not a bad beer at all?
6: Yes.
2: And
0: I love I handing out hams. No. I do, too. Yeah, we like
6: it's, to actually give people hams. It's a uniquely shitty brew for uniquely shitty people that live in this place.
1: Yeah. Well, what's going on tonight?
6: Um... Uh, I just, uh, I had my coworker over uh, to drink a bunch of hams, and uh, it was fucking awesome. Just uh, talking shit on uh, management.
3: Yeah, it's great. uh,
6: I wanted to say that I think it's a great idea for folks to have their coworkers over to drink a bunch of beers with them
4: because that's how shit gets done.
1: You know, I've had that experience too where it was like you go out, with a few co-workers and people don't want to do this. And and I kind of understand where they're... Like, my wife will be like, I don't want to go out with a bunch of people from fucking work. I'm yeah. with them all day, you know? I, I got my own life going on. I got my husband. He, I don't want him telling people what he does for a living and ruining my reputation. So, uh, she doesn't necessarily... <laughs> I always feel like nobody wants me to tell like what I do for a living, you know? But anyway, uh, people do think like, I don't think people like hanging out with their coworkers, but you're right. When you do hang out with them outside of work, a lot of the common issues that you have at your job come out and you start to know that everybody's pissed off about the same stuff.
2: No.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I come from like a, like a really fucking shitty judgmental punk scene background, but it doesn't matter if anyone has that same background if we have the same fucking issues, because we can drink beers and just frankly talk shit about it and have a damn good time.
1: Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, too. It doesn't matter if people are... Because that is a thing that I think people get really tied up into, don't you, Brett? Like where it's like, uh, oh, these people at work, they just... They don't like the same shit that I do. We'll never be able to be friends because they don't watch the same TV shows as me or they don't listen to the same music as me or they don't like the same books or they're not an avowed socialist like me. I think that really is a lot of the reason that people don't hang out with the other people from work. Mm -hmm. The thing is, like, we all...
0: That's I think right. it's just it's a challenge for I think it's just a challenge to spend that much time with people throughout the week and then to also spend your free time with them. That's what I always have trouble with.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just think that a lot of times uh you're not really having when you're at work, you're not like, having a, a valid quality. You're not no, like having a the, real social interaction with somebody when but you're But that's at work.
0: why those Christmas parties are so dangerous. Because then people start, like, really, like, doing after-party and shit. And then all of a sudden, like, really being friends. All of a sudden, like, whenever you, like, do a felony with somebody, then you know you're, like, really down for
1: each other, you know? Right. Yeah. Or you just end up... I mean, but if you do all become friends, like, what's maybe you can solve some of the issues at work it doesn't have to even be we're not talking about you know let's not unionize you know what i mean like i'm not saying like oh you need to get your friends you need to hang out with the guy at work that you hate that's a chud and then make a union it's like maybe you can just hang out with some people at work that maybe you can just hang out with the person that really like that has like electra on dvd you know what i mean or like uh you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
0: one time a guy from work, one of my good friends, uh I drank 24 beers with him. We just had a whole case and sat on nice. his couch and uh watched Family Guy all night long. Yeah,
1: and you probably don't like Family Guy, but guess what? You could you I did Family it.
0: Guy was the shit back then. <laughs> this is like 2004.
1: <laughs> That's true. Okay.
0: Family Guy was still on. Well, I was watching I wasn't watching syndication. <gasps>
1: Uh, so what'd you guys talk about?
6: I mean, we, uh, we work in a really weird niche. Uh, so we kind of got to talk about like weird shit within our specific industry, which is like, I I don't want to get too specific, but it's like vaguely speaking, archiving, um, material and cataloging it. And it's, it's a real fucking weird gig, but it's, uh. Shit's coming together in a good way, and uh, like it's like at the very least, it feels really good to know that I have other coworkers that have the same like fucking concerns as me. And like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything about like it's not broader shit. It's just like knowing that other folks have my back and I have their back, and it feels really good to know that in a workplace which like can feel really goddamn hostile.
1: Hell yeah! Yeah,
3: For sure,
6: that's
1: great. Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad 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 that worked out Uh, over beers. You guys got drunk. You probably threw some shit at each other, (laughs) and you're like, "I'm out of here." You know, that's great. Hopefully, hopefully, you built something. Maybe some collective action sometime in the future. You know, damn right. Well, have a good night. Thank you for calling. uh, Always call in if you're from. uh, I thank you for calling. We we got two more to get to. So uh, I might have taken you off track, but but thank you so much for calling. No, you're good,
2: players.
1: Of the worst.
6: Uh, y'all
1: take care and have a good night. Put on a timer. I'm just a dick with No, you're doing good. Electra this, this is like a real show. Somebody in there said the Electra DVD owner, they would hang out with them. And I'm like, buddy, you've already hung out with an Electra DVD owner as a cable guy. The most common DVD in people's collections was Electra. Right, so <laughs> I can say that Electra. Seen it. Everybody, ha- I've never even seen it.
0: It's the jagged little pill of its day.
1: It, I've right, never even let's seen see it. Here, uh, thanks for calling
0: Street Fighter Radio. Who are we talking to? Um, <clears throat>
6: hello, uh, this is uh, John Guy, or as you may know me by my uh, performing name, the Big Guy.
1: Hey, it's the big guy. Look at the big guy calling in you're sounding you're sounding sober, buddy. No, no, I'm toasted. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on?
6: Oh, you know, I deleted the account a while ago, and you know i I was looking at the Facebook feed and I don't know. I wanted to check back in with everybody. Let everybody know that the big guy is still big.
1: Guying, you're still it's guying ticking. off,
6: buddy. I'm still, I'm still guying off.
1: Yeah, it's big guying off. So it, is here. your, you had gotten a good job though. Wow. I I do want to say that you know the last time we talked to you, it'd be nice to get an update. You had gotten a good job. Are are you still, still working, buddy?
6: I actually don't remember what the situation was the last time I called in. Um but uh I am currently gainfully employed at a union business.
1: Hell
3: yeah. Uh, no, well it's wow. good to hear so, that
6: man.
1: Well it's good so that you called that's, in. That's, it's good uh, to hear from you. Yeah. Alright big guy. So, uh, well th- thanks for I'll, calling buddy.
6: I'll let y'all get to uh I'll get you I'll let y'all get to the last guy. Y'all have a good night.
1: Yeah, it's good to hear from you, buddy. A subdued big guy. Peace. Felt like I was in trouble on that call. Really? A little bit. For who? Big guy. You're, You're not in trouble. Tr- why is everybody. The whole world's mad. You just at things, turn everything Brett. around on you. I know. You,
0: you have yeah. like a magnifying
1: glass. Human being. Turn your hatred. You know what Katie's mad at me right now what? for? I won't go through the Taco Bell drive-thru anymore. Because they're they're making fun of you? They're fucking making fun of me. They're like, he's eating the Taco Bell.
0: Look at him. Oh, my God. What (laughs) the fuck?
1: 40 years old. Oh, my God. Coming through the Taco Bell drive-thru, ordering a Baja Blast Freeze. What a geek. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're getting you. Now she's mad because I make her go in because I'm not eating there. I'm not going through the fucking drive First of all, and she called me. Wait, what? I made her go in and order the food. Because I don't want to go through the drive-thru because they're making fun uh, of me.
0: You know what? If you're going to go and eat eat inside, you got to wear a bow tie and a jacket. You got to at least wear a jacket. That's what all the old people do. You got (laughs) to
1: treat it like it's, you know... Like, it's an upscale place. Well, she thinks I'm old because I don't like drive-thrus anymore. and has pointed out now that every time I go through a drive-thru, I think they're making fun of me. Like, I just had it happen at Tim Hortons again. I was like, this are you getting, guy. Do you have schizophrenia
0: or something? No, or some I just. some sort of,
1: like, are you hearing voices? You know what I'm starting to think it is? It's the way that businesses make people talk. That feels very disingenuous. Also, could be the people I talk to on this show every week that are like, customers are the fucking worst idiot shitheads, you know? And so, I say it too. I've made this happen to myself. I am not blaming anybody but me. I just think everybody's making fun of me. At drive-thrus. So I also think it's a horrible way to order food. Just and I know she says it makes me sound old that yeah, I, you're I don't turning want to. But I just drive-throughs are the fucking worst thing i can't i need to look you in the face while i'm ordering my food i want to look at you you don't do the tablet computer well i'll do that yeah i i just need to see you because if i'm talking to you through that speaker too weird too weird for me now i think it's weird yeah
0: you think they're just what um making doing this.
1: Yeah, this guy fucking listen to this, this guy. guy like as fuck? soon as I stop talking, they're like, they're like I'll have a contract from game. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I really think it's also because they're younger than me. I think everybody younger You're just than me intimidated is Intimidated by me. youth. I just think they make fun of me. You I was a like, that made fun of people.
0: Right. You know? And you so in that you think that is there's some sort of magical power that comes from I don't like making me fun of them. People, I feel like people. Like,
1: when like people what happened? It makes me feel bad.
0: If you don't let him though, then it won't. You I can avoid that by not being, by not going through the drive thru The opinions of children aren't worth isn't worth your time. <laughs> I can avoid that by not going through the drive-through. They're dummies.
1: <laughs> I know. I don't care. I don't want them to make fun of me. They're, They're not, probably talking about my shoes. Well, well I'll bet he's wearing wear cool some fucking ugly shoes. Go dress
0: like them and get all the stuff that they like.
1: I can't. Go I'm do everything cold. they
0: like. That's the other
1: fucking problem. If Go I in there could, with Yeezys on. I could do that, right? Technically, I could decide to do that. Get some Balenciaga right? Wave Runners or whatever. Right, I could do that, but then I'd be pathetic, and they would call me pathetic and make fun of me. There's really no winning when you're 40, is what I'm trying to tell you. Wow. It's, it's tough, man. I have, yeah, man. I know. Yeah. i I'm be worried. cool, worried. I'm not cool anymore. Um well yeah I mean going and eating a Taco Bell you're not right? I don't eat inside the Taco Bell I go in and order it to go and take it which is a fucking normal which thing you, to do for a normal person okay why wouldn't you just enjoy the furniture I, because I don't want to be house? in there dude I don't want to hang out in the Taco Bell okay I don't want to eat there I my wife wants to eat Taco Bell you want to pretend wanna, like you made it at the house I I want to facilitate her eating at Taco Bell if she wants that. If Taco Bell makes you happy, I'm going to be the person that makes sure that you get it. And I will do that for you. I will go to Taco Bell for you. But I, we got to well, go not. in. We're yeah, not going I through I the drive thru. yell through a speaker for free. Yell through a speaker. Number one, everybody probably hears you around us. I didn't think about like before, yeah, about how everybody you know around you, yell. and I'll be walking by a drive thru and I'll hear people order it. I'm like, yeah, let me get a bag yeah. <laughs> <It's, laughs> yeah,
0: there's somebody that's writing down your license plate and recording <laughs> the audio of it and sharing it on a website.
1: It's possible you never So know. that all your neighbors can see we'll it. It's a check the
0: dark web of next door. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? God,
6: you are psychotic. Hi. Uh, hey there. time caller. Decent time listener. Um, Last caller, too. Yeah, I was here. I was calling in to, uh, to tell you guys about a small business tyrant story. Let's hear it. Okay, so um, this is my first job. Uh, first real job. I had like a lawn mowing job when I was a kid but uh, I was like 18 I was a food runner at this uh, um, it was back in like 2010 so it was when all those artisan uh, wood fire pizza places came nice. about and yeah. um, this guy made one and uh, he's like a complete asshole he uh, I know he he would uh, get really drunk in the restaurant and just start yelling at some of the waitresses. Oh no. And then um yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um but so one day um and this is also the type of guy I mean I the whole back room staff was uh undocumented and they were getting paid about 5 dollars an hour and working like I don't know 12-hour days every day and yikes working 6 days a week and I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, he was um, threatening them with deportation if they, like, tried to ask for anything more. <laughs> Sounds Whoa, about right. Jesus. I mean, I know. I
1: worked with that guy that hired felons, and it was the same way. He kind of acted like, where else you going to go, motherfucker? You know? And that's been actually, so I'll I say can't... this. That, I've read articles about how that's actually happening. Like, Seven Eleven was doing it, right? whenever a, whenever some employee became a problem for them, they were calling ICE on them. Like, I think that's something that actually happens, you know? Oh, yeah, that definitely happens.
6: Like yeah. I, I've heard a lot about people doing construction, too, and all, all this stuff. People getting injured and stuff like that, and then if they get injured, they just call ICE yeah. and deport them before anyone can, you know, file any type of lawsuit or anything.
1: Yeah. And, uh... He paid, he paid poorly, too? I mean, I was getting paid
6: minimum wage. It was my, again, it was my first job. as a food runner. But I, oh. he, um, I know one time I got tipped. Like, I don't know. It was like, t- like a 3 or $4 tip. But he ended up taking the tip because he was like, food runners don't get tipped. So <laughs> okay, then every horrible. time when someone would tip me, I would tell the customer, I'd be like, hey, they're taking my tips, so just, just don't give them any more money. But, oh God, damn one hard, day though. he was <laughs> Yeah, he was a complete. So one day he's like doing some renovations in this place. He's opened up like a new wing to, to it, and instead of getting actual movers, he's using us. And he told us to move uh, like all this like heavy equi- or not heavy equipment, but furniture uh, around. And he left a wine bottle on one of the uh, one of the um, it was like a, like a shelf. So we're moving it, and the wine bottle falls off, and it breaks, and I don't know what the fuck happened, but, like, basically, I had, like, all these shards, like, tiny shards of glass in my hand, and I was like, hey, man, like, this hurts, and he started yelling at me about how, you know, what the hell are you doing? You're breaking my wine, even though, you know, I I don't know, he just told me to move this thing, and he left a wine bottle on there. So, anyway, like, this is my first job. I don't really want to get fired. So, I'd, I'd, like, start cleaning it up, and, like, my hand just fucking, it's fucked up because it's just got, like, this glass in it. But, yeah, and I mean, that's kind of what happened. I know after I, I left, like, I don't know, a few weeks later uh, because he's just an asshole and bad pay and all this other stuff. But right after I left, my friend started working there, and he told me that... Uh, Basically, this guy was going through two lawsuits because he put this kid in a headlock. Like, did some, like gave him some kind of neck injury. Then he, like, strained this f- other kid's wrist because he was on his phone. Holy shit. Because he was on it. So he got mad at millennials,
1: dude. Yeah. He just got flipped out. Like, these motherfuckers, they're not living in the real world. They're living in that phone. And then, boom. you know, you're snap a- you out but, of reality. Yeah, was an
6: Italian, with, him, with a thick Italian accent. He was, he was from Italy. But, yeah. yeah. I mean this guy he was a like was underpaying everybody. You know, obviously taking my three dollar tip. Uh he drills around a BMW M like a brand new M three. Just, just a total asshole.
1: God damn. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah, what a piece of shit.
6: And yeah, we the, the restaurant's called Fachi, uh, Italian
1: restaurant. It's uh, still open? Well, I guess he's getting all them tips. Oh yeah, it's
6: I think he just opened up a another place. Um Yeah, I think he just opened another place, and I saw an article about it, and it was was so funny. I don't know if he's, maybe he's like changed. I don't know. It's been like 10 years. But, um, it, like, in this article, it talked about how he was just like an honest guy. I was like, this guy is, I just had to laugh because it's like, this guy is like fucking terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's hard to believe.
1: That's unreal. Well, hey, thanks for calling. Thanks
6: for being the last caller.
7: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, have a good night. Thanks for taking my call. You too. We will. Thank you for calling. That is Brett. the
0: call-in it show. It is.
1: 12.02. We probably started at 9.02. Get us out of here, baby. This is the end of the show.
0: We made it to the end. Street Fight Radio. Three hours of calls. We do it every single week. That number, number to dial is 614-655-3887. We will be here next Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh get in there early if you want to get in if you want to get on the show uh start calling 845 we went on pretty quick this week we got i think we're going to be better next week and we're hoping to upgrade the system i got the cables on the way if you want more street fight radio the brian and Brace show and other volume of that just came out on our bonus feed that's one dollar a month pledge <laughs> it's uh, a brace belton baby The Hustler's Handbook Volume 2 is coming out in digital form for $3 a month, people. And the L.A. show is out there for $5. So lots of good reasons to jump on Patreon. If you're not the kind of person that can support us through a monthly subscription um, and you want to chip in on some hams, I feel like some people deserve some hams. I don't want to hand them out.
1: hammed out now. No ham for... Brett, you're not allowed to hand out a ham for another month. Okay. I think we can do one ham a month. I don't mind throwing eighty dollars at one ham a month. Okay. That's a fine business expense.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if it's good for the show, you know, we gotta, know per- we gotta pay our we gotta pay our performers. I
1: don't I don't know if it is good for the show. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's something
0: we're doing. It's good to be known for. It's good to talk around town. Get some chatter going.
1: Yeah, people all over Columbus are walking around like. I gotta call in one time a month and get this goddamn ham.
0: Yeah, somehow. Out
1: a fucking ham. If you have a
0: good story about shitty work environment or yeah, something, or if you're if you're chasing birds around the country and telling everybody about our show, I mean. Are you
1: sending Caleb a ham? Well, he
0: gets a couple punches on his <laughs> ticket, like I, I said. Him. He's like halfway into a ham right now. Brett's
1: fucking addicted to handing out ham. I style. like it,
0: yeah. People love them. People just go fucking <laughs> for an ape shit over them.
1: fucking people out there in the street. Once I saw
0: how people how, how hungry they were for those hams, I just am addicted to that, <laughs> that. It's a ham that, that you feel. get.
1: I would have just clarified this. You get this ham as a gift from work, as a bonus, it's bad. Yeah. But if you get this ham from a podcast... It's, it's good.
0: good. Yeah. So thanks for listening, supporting, and watching what we do. You can see me live on Instagram, uh, Street Fight WCRS. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, at Street Fight WCRS. If you want to send a one-time donation via Venmo, you can send that to uh, Venmo.com slash Street Fight Radio. That's our name on there. We live stream these shows every Wednesday and Sunday, so come hang with the gang. Actor rang and tang, and uh, get in this chat room. It's fucking fun, and we will see you on Wednesday. Peace. All right, that was good. Dunzo. That
7: was
1: actually good and the right one.